Trash. Trash. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's special guest is Shark Tooth. And now, without further ado, your host with the most, who used to be from the West Coast, Mike Berg. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. As you heard from that intro from our lovely assistant, Caleb MCI, Shark Tooth is our guest today. Shark Tooth is a basis for a local project here called The Essentials. They are a ska reggae band. And he also does music production, EDM, uh, uh, soundscape type, down-tempo type stuff. Uh, Bonobo. Some of his stuff remind me of Bonobo, which kind of ages me, but also, you know, uh, that vein. But he also does the EDM stuff, too. Anyways... That's coming up in a few moments. We'll talk to Shark Tooth. I have to say Shark Tooth like that or else uh, I don't feel like I'm saying it correctly or giving it, giving it the weight that it deserves. Uh, anyways, if everybody could take a moment and go to rainmystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E, and check out the new album, 1018. Uh, me and my lovely wife, Raina, we wrote an album together, and she took that music and, and turned it into a masterpiece. And uh, I want to share that with you. So go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the new album. It's available physical copies and digitally on Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, Apple Music, anywhere you get your music. Also, go to iTunes and leave a review for this podcast right here. You can leave a review, you can share it, you can talk about what we talk about on your podcast or blog. Or uh, you could write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com and let us know what you're thinking and how we're doing and all that good shit. Uh, also, you can check out the new newly redesigned. I, I like that phrase, newly redesigned. It's like I'm about to pitch a car. A newly redesigned 2020 Dodge Ram. No, it's the newly redesigned website, WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. Go there, check it out. It's it, it's it's a boatload of fun. So those are my pitches for now, and um, and and that's it. Let's get to the interview. Let's get to the conversation. Let let's let's get to the reason why we're even here, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Shark Dude. <laughs> Adam's been talking about coming over and be like, he'd be like, dude, I've been just making EDM beats. <laughs> He's so happy about it, though. He's so happy about it. We're rolling right now. Okay, good, yeah. He he gets so excited. He said that he he wants to get like a little, uh, uh, the little mofo. Yeah, the, the Dave Smith mofo. The Dave mofo. Smith mofo. It's, well, all right, so. My buddy Jordan, uh, he we always would be making music. We're on the same label together, and I don't know. I was I was not feeling like I didn't want to go out on New Year's, so I was like, "All right, let's this get this year." Yeah, this right. year. So I was like, "Dude, let's get Tansy over. 
Let's just come over. Let's just make some fucking techno. And <laughs> well, we didn't. That was even like bro. It wasn't even to like make techno, but pretty much Tansy comes over and the mofo is such a tricky instrument. It's a mm. weird thing. It's a thing that I've touched, and I've never really figured out. Yeah, it's really finicky. I don't know, but either way, Tansy just like gets it in his hands, and we honestly put a four four beat like behind him, and like. It's seriously, he just went off. Like, <laughs> nice. does he know anything about piano? I mean, no, like no, there's not even a piano. It's like, a oh, desk. it's just it's the like mod, the yeah, mod. It's like a little desktop and pretty much we mitted in to the TR8. So we had that clock mm, running at mm-hmm. like 124 or whatever. Okay. And then, um, and then he was just doing the weirdest stuff. Like one <laughs> takes, we just let him go. We just, I just put a kick in the background and I'd be like doing little drub sequencing things that I yeah. do, but. Yeah, it was it was magical. Like <laughs> it I think was magic. it was it was the best New Year's ever. Tansy was so stoked though because he's like he's definitely like a guitar like a guitarist guitarist you know yeah, in terms totally. of playing blues playing ripping solos just a uh, nice tasteful guitarist all around. But yeah, Techno Tansy, I think that's his new name. <laughs> Techno Tansy. <laughs> Damn. No, you're right. You're right. Adam is a uh, and and we're talking about Adam who plays in Green Acre Session with me. And uh, we're here. Can, can you tell everybody who uh, who who I'm talking to, please? Oh yeah. Hey, I'm a. Uh, my name is Ben. I go by Benny. I also go by Shark Tooth oh. in the music name. That's uh, when I'm making the house beats and bangers, uh, festival bangers, club bangers, uh, sock hop bangers, and uh, you know pretty much any type of banger tracks. It's under Shark Tooth. <laughs> no, it's also real deep house, man. I'm I'm being facetious, but yeah, a bunch of deep house. I'm on a, we've got a record label called the Pool House. This um, is your label? Y- well, yeah, I'm like one of the artists on it. I was there at the beginning. Started off as like a weekly party in Chicago. Just a bunch of DJs, just like having fun, playing a bunch of music. Jordan Bernardo, a dude that I grew up with. So you do have music out online? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've well, that, that's, that's what I was. That's was when I was hitting you up. I guess I should have been more specific because oh. I was like, you get because I, I I was looking for stuff that was released or yeah. you know what I mean just well, something like, I could listen to before I. Came. Oh that's, yeah, true. It's all good. No, it's all My good. Fault. Don't worry about it. it. I just I I have a very I have a great problem of giving people like the least amount of information so they they have no idea what to expect and 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 sometimes that's okay and sometimes it's not but like like for instance i could have explained myself better to tell you the truth i'm like a hermit almost when it comes to music and self-promotion is definitely not my strong suit i guess so but but you did shows in chicago oh yeah yeah i mean that was just like weekly club stuff you know we'd like have the upstairs of like different clubs like Castle had an attic. Proof had it upstairs. They've been all over the place. Did you live there, or were you just? I traveling? lived there for like two years, and then I moved back. I got a job here, and then moved back, and then slowly built up the studio that you're seeing right now. Gotcha. But um, yeah, always jet set. Now they're almost like they're not weekly events really, but we're at the point where we're doing maybe like ten shows a year, and like kind of trying to go, you know, Denver. Um, we got two people that just moved out to LA. One's been out there for two a year now. And my buddy Jordan just moved out there. So it's looking like that's they're more trying to start maybe an event on the West Coast. We'll see. So you guys have put on events in different cities. Definitely. Oh, okay. Well, tell me, tell me about what. what Well, and it's not just like sometimes it's like 
in other cities it's kind of like coming into someone else's event you know like yeah when they go to like uh new york i couldn't make it this year but they play like bushwick av av which like party starts at four goes until like i don't know two or three the next day so <laughs> like four, four in the morning yeah and then pretty much <laughs> it's just like round robin like djing like it's not like you're playing by yourself like right. the whole time which people do do that but with our crew it's more so like uh, one goes after the other. Sometimes yeah, people yeah. want breaks, and you know, but dropping vinyl, dropping a bunch of underground shit, so it's fun. That's cool. So what, what, what got you into that? Like, I mean, what, what is that? Some is how something you've always done? Like, no, techno no, dude. It's like I grew up, like when I got Dark Side of the Moon. Like, oh yeah, it's huge, man. Roger Waters <laughs> playing bass. Like, also like the Pixies. Like when I was coming into my own as like a musician, like. I learned all the Pixies bass lines to start with, like the Mars Volta bass lines I could play along to. Like oh, Juan, dope. dude, is like one of the best from Pedals and Effects. Is like oh, honestly yeah. one of my favorite bass players. First bass player I ever saw live. The rhythm section of that that was like the Francis the Mute tour from Mars Volta is at what was called the State Theater. Mm-hmm. Now I'm pretty sure it's the Fillmore. Uh, up in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, but dude, John Theodore on drums and Juan on fucking bass, and dude mind blown crazy yeah man in terms I s- of like yeah i saw the i saw the uh i saw them for the fantasy the mute tour and i've seen them a few times those guys are fucking killer man and i got i actually got a chance to talk to um uh what the fuck is his name adrian adrian the saxophone player who used to play with them all the time mm-hmm. uh he's fucking that's but it's early in my podcast so like i don't because like the podcast has got better i've gotten better at what i do so like i'm asking him really stupid questions and really he it was one of those moments where um i wanted to talk about the band at mm-hmm. the mars volta and he has like multiple grammys right he has grammys that he got on his own so he really didn't give a fuck about the mars volta as much as it's what he's known for so he kind of still uses that to sort of book gigs and like make his way through things because it's his resume right um but it was like one of those moments where it's like i had like i had he didn't he he acted like he didn't want to talk about the band because there were some sou- sour moods when they all split up and it was money it was all money uh always <laughs> is it, oh, it's money you fucked my girl or what's the other one drugs yeah <laughs> drugs, drugs death. Are a big one. yeah drugs death um uh, <laughs> But yeah, he it, it was like one of those moments where like he 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 acted like he didn't want to talk about like the bad parts and then he brought it back up. And mm. then so I it, he brought it back up himself. Dude. He just wanted to talk he did want to talk about it. he just didn't want to act like he didn't. But I had him in that moment and instead of really digging deep into that, I asked him really stupid questions. <laughs> so it's Dude, like, you just got to go with the flow, yeah. man. Well, yeah, it, exactly. It, and so I've gotten better with doing that, but it's just like, it was such a... Dude, I'm not playing you beats that I was ma- I'm not, I was making like seven years ago either. You know, it's like, yeah, dude, it takes a long time to develop these skill sets. No, I and understand. Like, for sure. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Well, I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like... um you have to work towards something and 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 fucking for me with this it was uh, it was outside my skill set because i've just been like a weirdo musician guy who was dude, like awkward and my whole life dude yeah, just exactly. like you i s- seriously met one of my idols once and i was just <laughs> trying to play cool i was like what like 23 years who old and shit uh this dude named fred falk he's this like paris he's from like paris and shit or france 
I don't really know specifically, but made some like the coolest house music in like early 2000s with like people like Alan Brax and like definitely like started that whole French touch or one of the one of the main pioneers of that like French touch sound. When I say French touch, it's just like a specific type of music that I'm really down with. But like Daft bass, Punk, I, I, yeah, I, Daft I, Punk I, would be like French just, touch for sure. I'm just not. I'm not familiar with the whole techno house shit. No, stuff. not. I'm not calling it shit. I, I just, guess I was referring to. It I guess I just don't know. It brings much it about back it. to your question about like how you got into it. It was like mostly it's like yeah, when I was a kid, you know, playing bass, you know, like of course, you know going to shows umphreys every weekend you know blah 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 going to see widespread string cheese bonnaroo like the whole you know dark side of the moon roger waters playing bass you know yeah you know that kind of stuff and then i found out about fred falk through a dude named dom gray played drums in a band i was in um phantasmagoria but dom gave me this dude and he's like dude check out this dude's bass lines and i was like i was at a point where i was like where am i going to go with this bass thing you know, it's like always relying on other bands to be on right. And like it always seemed like things didn't add up. And I was like, how do I become like autonomous? How do I do this by myself? Yeah. So this dude was doing everything, drum programming, playing keys, playing bass, like having, you know, chopping up vocals and stuff. And I realized that like, oh, this house music thing or just this like being able to make beats in your bedroom with, you know, an MPC and a bass and a keyboard or not even that big of a setup, just yeah. like just an NPC. Yeah, yeah just, just like that. working with what you have, making right. whatever you have sing. Hmm. That's the whole aspect that I liked out of it. So then that led me down a path. Jordan, I call him Nardo. His uncle was a DJ in the '90s in Chicago, pretty reputable DJ oh, nice. person who was very cool. So like he gave him a set of turntables, and like a bunch of just really soulful house music. Oh no! Nice. And then so it was like a nice like into it because it's like. In that era of music, a lot of house music was made in studios the same way, you know, disco and everything was made. Like right. players, like really, you know, actually playing. Not saying that there's either way, like programming modular synths and everything is, everything's cool. But mm. like this was an easy step for me because I was like, oh, that guy's playing bass. I can follow that. Right. And then, you know, follow that. That leads into keyboards. Then you start getting into drums and then pretty much i needed something to do and it was a lot <laughs> it was an undertaking you know yeah yeah well it, it's funny um you're probably familiar with that dead mouse uh, uh article where button pusher gets addressed like oh yeah oh yeah. Uh, i don't know if you're familiar with it or not i'm just gonna wait for you to come back <laughs> no 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 it's cool man I don't know if you read the article. It basically, he was just saying that what what I surmised from it was that DJs are button pushers, but like real DJ, the real talent comes from uh, the the studio work, and like getting those sounds, capturing your own sounds, getting you know like find your own samples, building building synths, building patches from scratch, mm. all that shit, shit that he takes very seriously. Um, as an artist, and and I'm not even that fam- I'm not familiar with his music or anything, but I, I thought it was a very interesting, uh, interesting idea because <clears throat> I looked at 
DJs for a long time. It's like I saw talent. I saw like especially people, the cats who can scratch and stuff. There's definitely talent there. There's people you know who's dropping vinyl, but then you got Serato. You got people who are just just making playlists and playing mm-hmm. playlists and then hitting fucking air horns in between songs. So like so that's what you see. But when you see like those DJs who are like who are actually going into the studio into their cave like we're in your basement right now this is your you know this is where you're sitting this is where you're putting your time into and you see that you they put in the time to learn how to use the instruments record it put it out there and then they go and do their button pushing whatever but uh i I like that idea i like that he he addressed it in in that form because because it wasn't that i didn't respect djs it's just i i didn't see them as fully musicians and 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 that kind of like skewed my view uh changed my view a little bit my already skewed view yeah no doubt it's like people are always trying to like put others on the defensive when it comes to like talking about what they do like Mm -hmm. grand there's a lot of hate and like in the industry (laughs) and shit like that mostly it's like dude it's just like yeah make beats do whatever you want to do like Mm -hmm. rock a party like also like having the confidence and stuff to just like rock a party and dj well but also like you can't get away with hate when like people are like seriously getting booked for like three hundred thousand (laughs) dollar two hour sets and like all their stuff's like pre-made you know like it's like Mm -hmm. you know but, it, it, you know, you can't get caught up in that. You know, it's just is what it is, <laughs> dude. It's just like I'm not some European dude that, like, has a marketable face. And, like, <laughs> dude, I don't – like, seriously, I don't have a touring <laughs> rig that has, like, over, like, 800 compressed pounds of, like, CO2 gas that you can, like, spray out of right. every drop. You know, it's just like – dude, it is what it is, man. Like, well, but but the, oh God, I can't get caught up in it. It's just like, man, just do do what you do. I can't hate on I can't hate on a dude for taking a three hundred dollar check to three hundred thousand dollar check, no. even though he's faking it. If he's fine with faking it, then whatever. But it, for my soul, I don't know. Maybe that's why I've, I'm chilling in my basement. <laughs> not that's a yacht in Miami, dude. Well, but, uh, not yet. Not yet, right? <laughs> it not is yet. what it is, dude. Uh, the underground. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I think you touched on something really important about DJs just talking it through. Is that they do have CO2 tanks. They do have fucking crazy graphics and projectors and LED lights. And, and fucking they are putting on a show. And you have to pay for that shit somehow. You know, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, CO2 doesn't just magically appear under the stage Dude, and shoot out. Like a good VJ fucking- doesn't just, you know, become a good VJ overnight. You know, it's like there's all these production skills right, and logistical right. skills. Right. Um, so so it, it's it, fun. No, I agree. I agree. And I actually had a chance yesterday to do some stagehand work and kind of like build trust and stuff. I've never really done stuff like that before. So for me, I thought it was super interesting and just building sets, building, you know, building platforms where the band's going to sit that are like 15 feet high. And shit. It's crazy. And it, it, and I had a blast doing it. And, and there's, so there's so much that goes into these shows that people who might say some hateful shit about EDM don't don't even think about like the amount of talent that goes into a show 
just a live performance itself is is crazy like like you have set designers and you have electricians and fucking carpenters and and fucking audio engineers and and fucking the dj and yeah. <laughs> see i'm sorry i don't mean to talk disparagingly about the dj it's all good even in <laughs> my happens, tone dude. i didn't mean to shit out the dj with my tone uh but you know it, it, there's a lot that goes into it so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can I move this? Oh, I yeah, just feel like I'm going to knock it over. Yeah. I'm going to use two hands. It's a, that's a, looks like a nice bass. <laughs> I love that bass. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just grabbed it like that. That was that, I, that felt wrong. Oh, it's no. Dude, I just I just dropped it and just put a, <laughs> dro- a notch in the neck. What is it? A, oh, it's a it's a precision bass. Yeah, it's a it's a precision 2006. Nice. Yeah, it's a it's done me well. I like it, dude. Even the fucking like the the um, uh, what's the what's the shit brand of the Fender Squires? Oh, yeah, even dude, the Squire are awesome, P bases are fucking incredible, man. For real, that's like another thing. It's like I definitely want to talk about this. Is like, <laughs> dude, doesn't matter what you play. It's like you know, Squire make great instruments. Those Marcus Miller Sire bases right now mm. are so sweet, and also I love it because it's like affordable like yeah they're like dude just play bass yeah just get it in your fucking exactly. hands and start doing exactly. things <laughs> like squire makes like like honestly like my one of my best friends his kids is like his kid is growing up and like i don't have any kids but i love that like like playing that uncle game like dropping off legos every once in a Hell while yeah. but dude they make a kid's bass mm-hmm. and i'm just like is yeah. that too forward <laughs> to just next birthday just <laughs> drop an amp and a little kid-sized bass guitar you know what I, I i don't think so unless the parents are weird about it but no they're my, really chill my, my son just got a squire fucking like the kid scale yeah. squire uh like back in the summer that's sweet it's fucking rad his favorite color he named it michael jackson that's cool. it's fucking, <laughs> it's his little it's his little rock i mean he just fucking beats the shit out of it like you know just strumming it and he has a little amp and it has like a distortion on it so he's just be in his room like just fucking rocking out you know i yeah make it well more so it's like it's like well but what if eddie wants to be a baseball player it's like well well he wants to be a baseball player then it's like i'm not gonna push him but if he wants if he starts playing bass at this age dude think about how wild he'll be at at 18 yeah that's why that's what that's what drives me nuts when you see these like these church kids these little church kids who fucking growing up fucking with church chops and biggest disservice i did to myself was not like at a young age like obviously my playing wasn't up to the par but man imagine if you just like we're just apprenticing behind some like gospel band or something yeah. like that. Oh my god. Oh yeah, like, I have friends who are just are incredible. incredible. And 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 what you find a lot too is that a lot of them just play for Jesus. They're, that's it. And like Dude, and that's awesome. totally cool. Fucking, you know, do your thing. Um but like, you know, a lot of the players will just they don't fuck with the 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 secular shit. And yeah. And and there's um, I have a friend who is just like a fucking amazing player, and I'm always just like, oh, you should we should just do a band. Yeah, he's like I'm busy. Church church gigs pay well. They do, yeah. they do. I, I and I had the fortune, I, I had the fortune to uh, actually be able to play in a church band like that before I left for California. It was boot camp, man. I always refer as boot camp because I. It's on a, like a whole level. Like I didn't even hear chord changes. I didn't even know chords were being changed. Like I couldn't even hear it when I first started playing with them. I couldn't even hear the chord changes. It was just all one big chord. I don't know what the fuck was going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I, I mean, like 
anything you start new you're gonna suck at so mm -hmm. like i i got my ass handed to me but that was good that was great Dude, you have to because it was like three months and, and plus on top of that we're doing rehearsals and we're doing like a we were just doing like a jam where we'd invite friends of other churches and stuff so we'd do this jam. so like i it was nice to like really be inundated in that in the culture of the church uh of, of the musicians within the church and and seeing that and and seeing how they fucking operate and and they, i mean there's just i i love it. it i always say it's like if i would ever go back to jesus it would be fucking the gospel church because it's the only thing i can really feel walking bass lines for days andrew Goucher and stuff you know just um i'm sure fucking uh uh zach uh, he fucking sent you like Tyler Dykes that guy. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's Zach so and I's, in love with dude. Our Instagram like correspondence is so base. It's the most <laughs> base. I'm gonna flat out say that the, the the inbox between Zach and I is the most base heavy <laughs> inbox <laughs> correspondence base, in base, all base. of in all of Instagram. I don't think anyone's basing harder than us right now. <laughs> base is so fucking. <laughs> Everything is built on a base. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> do you uh, do you have music in the family? Do you come from a lineage of music? Not really. Like, well, my my like mom played like you know like ear trained um, violin player, mm -hmm. but like you know she didn't push it. I think that she did it through high school or through until a time where like uh, my like grandpa wasn't like you know bugging her to play. But other than that, no. Oh, like, like, not real. even in like pat like grandparents or beyond. I don't the, think so. Like, no, not that like I know. Of. That's interesting. Maybe like, oh well, my grandma played like piano. Mm -hmm. I, I, I got to give that credit to her. Um, mm -hmm. she's a good piano player for sure. She still is. She's still alive, I dude. I, yeah, she's still here. Um, but I haven't heard her play piano in a very long time. Hmm. So but once she moved out of her house, I don't think that she took the piano with her. But, um, yeah. Other than that, pretty much good amount of this has just been kind of like wandering like alone trying to figure it out <laughs> it's weird though it's like i see people's like parents you know like you know i had a really good buddy who's like you know dad played like the same ludwig kit from 1960 that he bought when he was 11 and just like crazy like Stuart copeland style like paradiddles and just like such a crazy player and he had a basement set up and they had basses and guitars and keyboards yeah. and stuff so i go over there like as much as they will let me. I definitely like overstayed my welcome in that house, but like, <laughs> did they ever was, say shit? But, uh, well, I you mean, know, it wasn't like awkward. They just be like, hey, we're, you know, but like, she'd always like, cook hey, dinner, and we're you know, trying to have dinner here. Fucking go home. <laughs> Don't you have a family of your yeah. own? <laughs> it was never got bad, but just like you know, when you're looking back an adult, you're you're like, all right, you were like. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, you just, just learn. You're just a kid. You can't fault them for it. Yeah, just I remember excited, just dude. staying a week or two at friends' house, just eating up all the food and shit, <laughs> like not even giving a fuck, not dude. coming home for a fucking. Yeah, you're a kid. You don't give a fuck, dude. Uh, <clears throat> this particular family was just like so, so awesomely like cultured and like cool and classy, like nice. you know, like. You know, the mom, you know, just, like, would speak French and, like, there'd always be, like, you know, like, a nice, like, jazz CD playing when she was cooking. And, you know, like, first time, like, seeing, like, spinach cooked in a pan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, before you before you put it on something, you know, like, like things, other things I learned, like, like. Uh, first time I saw spinach cooked in a pan. Yeah, pomegranate juice and orange oh, yeah? juice. I was like, what? Gotcha. You're like, you're used to like Fruit Loops and oh, fucking no. macaroni and cheese. No, not and even. My mom was a good cook, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we she didn't she didn't know about pomegranate juice. It's all right, good, right. Though. Um, 
But the one of the best parts that I took away from that was, dude, this guy had a CD and vinyl collection that was like unreal, like rooms upon rooms. The and dad, yeah, and, well, and the whole family. The whole and family. Just he right. developed this really cool thing. It's like, and I kind of like miss my like, I miss Ramalama so much. But like, there's a record store here, but. Every time they'd buy a record, he'd write in a Sharpie on the inside where it was bought, what record store it was bought at, and the date. Oh, wow. So it was super cool. It's like you're going through, and he would just let me take stacks home, and, like, that was the time. I've got the hard drive in here. It's just, like, filled with just gigabytes and gigabytes of music. Biggest thing, though, I didn't know conversion, so everything's at 128. So it's, mm. like, super. But, <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter, man. I have, like, the Bitches Brew box set and, like, you know, like as a that was super instrumental for me. Like listening to so many different types of music and just yeah. like having, you know, like the David Bowie like anthology at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, technology's awesome for that. It's like Hell yeah. And so yeah, just countless hours just like converting. Was your friend us. older than you? No, he was younger than me. Oh. Um his name's Ned. He lives in New York right now. Ned. Doing music stuff. He's he's an incredible artist. Uh Ned Page. And then uh yeah, then they like I think he was like two years younger than me, mm. but dude, he was like a classical guitarist. So like, oh, so he's just killing. definitely taught me things at that age. Like, it took me a while wow. to figure this shit out. So you uh, you just glommed onto this dude and was dude like, just got lucky. Nice. Honestly. I mean, but like obviously did stuff on my own stuff too. Right, but like, but that's like such a huge thing to have as a kid, you know? Dude, like, yeah. Uh, my dad, we used to dig through vinyl for fucking hours. We just spent hours going through like this dude's basement. He had a store on the east side over by 632 Main. You know the mm -hmm. pipe shop. He used to have a place called Rodney's Record. But he had this basement. It was like filled with fucking crates and crates and crates and crates. And he was always getting new shit. And and he he just let us go down to his basement and just go through the shit. And and he was and it was before like vinyl was all like you know all mm -hmm. hip and shit now. And you have to pay like six hundred dollars for his Sarah Vaughn. You know, um, <laughs> that's all another thing. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's a uh, but to have that to have you know not even the access to musical instruments but just the have access to just different types of music other than what your parents listen to or what your siblings listen to or or even if your siblings are introducing you to new music because a lot of times like my sister introduced me to a lot of shit pink floyd dark mm -hmm. side of the moon the first time big the, moment dude. the first time i ever got big high moment. and listened to dark side of the moon i was it was just like you know you know how it goes you know stars aligned exactly dude, you, I, with all this like music tutelage i guess that i i, I guess i got it definitely <laughs> did not stop me from being becoming a pretentious asshole for like a short period of oh, my good, 20s yeah. dude yeah me too like for real like <laughs> something that needs to be talked about and like also it's like <laughs> It needs to be well. It's like needs it's to be like, addressed. It's so I don't know. It's being self-reflexive and like and you know move, you know growing from things like that. But like, dude, you know, like freshman year at college, like I'm just like sitting there, just like listening to like John Zorn like noise albums, and I'm just like you know just like when was the last time you like listened to like you know like I always tried to keep the balance, but like sometimes you can find yourself becoming an elitist about music. Oh yeah. You, oh, you've listened to like everything, so like you think, dude, like chill. <laughs> like, like go back and just be like dude chill yeah no, no definitely. just listen to what you listen to and like enjoy it but don't like 
don't try to push it on people too much. Right, and talk about it in a way that puts you in on. on you yeah, know, like, like talking bad about like pop music. You oh know, like god, oh my so god, nice. like I can't listen to pop music. Like, dude, like seriously, Hall and Oates is a shit. Yeah, like, and that, that, that and all one. those players on like all the new stuff, even like country albums and stuff in pop country. It's like you're about to tell me that that dude playing the lap steel isn't a monster, like right. for real. Like no, I and it's like <laughs> please. Yeah. I just had well no I just put this thing up on well it was like a month ago or so but I put it on I don't know what it even was but I was just saying like oh man fucking country some people think country is lame or something but I think fucking the it's genius Dude, it's great and, music. and 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 a lot of people were like just shitting on modern country it's like fuck modern country Fuck that! And like, just be getting mad about it. You yeah, know how Facebook people, is. People right? just fucking get mad about. What do shit. they call that? Like big mad. Yeah, I, I don't even know. <laughs> really it's mad. fucking stupid. Like, I don't know, stupid mad. It's <laughs> stupid. Like, what, what, what's the point? Country. Even though, like, I get wrapped up into it too. But, but it was like. I mean, I found myself having to explain myself, which is the worst thing Dude, to have to do. Everyone trying Facebook. to put you on the defensive. Man. Yeah, it's like, bitch, I'm just I'm listening to fucking it, music, and and then so I, I went in and, and I was like, hey man, like it, you cannot tell me that the players on these albums aren't fucking incredible players, just because Taylor Swift is fucking just writes these, you know, whatever songs. I mean, she might not be the greatest songwriter to me. But to someone else, she is. Yeah. And the people she has on her albums are fucking killer, too. It's like, you can't fucking tell me. Because people are all like, oh, Taylor Swift can suck it. And then uh, you know, they're showing me different, different examples of how all country sounds the same. With talking about pickup trucks and shit. It's like, yeah, I agree that there's, in new country, there's like a really lame fucking pandering yeah, there's like going arch, on. There's like archetypal lyrics right. that fit always. And yeah, it's just exactly. like, but dude, like. It's, it's like you look at like you're like going down comments and stuff like that like my facebook presence is not anything so it's like i don't even have it in my life but <laughs> with what you're saying it's like look down it's like oh steven hates country music it's like dude have you ever been like 13 bud lights deep like at, <laughs> at like a at like a fucking like a, like a figure eight school bus race and like <laughs> hank, like hank williams jr comes on right. and it's just like Right, so you're just singing along to like, why right. do and you drink? Get drunk, you know, like, dude, that's a real, it's a real American shit right there. And yeah, I, I love that shit. No, no, and, and that was a big thing. It, I, I just remember I, I put a Chet Aikens um, video up, I think, and he's just fucking ripping. He's and, incredible. Yeah, he's, just drop it like he's playing bass lines and just oh, lead yeah. melodies at the oh, same yeah. time. Fuck, like, yeah, fuck you with guys. chord voicings in the middle. Of <laughs> yeah, <it>. suck it. <laughs> fucking chet bitch and so he like shit <laughs> but it's it but i was I, I i mean i was talking about i i was generally talking about country in general and that was the mistake even though i put a chet akins thing still people were like felt the need to be like today's country garbage and yeah, brad paisley's and, a shit man. no yeah I, get a little fucking mud on the tires bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, get a little mud on the tire that that's good. I, Dude, and great. he's an incredible player. So, I mean, there is still really good talent out there. And I think one, I, my, one of my favorite um, country uh, artists right now is Sturgill Simpson. And he's just fucking dope. And then who's the other one? Jason. 
I don't know. Anyways, who cares? Wheeler Walker Jr. Oh, that dude's dude, incredible that too. Funny too. That shit's That's incredible. So funny. I love how he just acts like sometimes, like in interviews, he'll just yeah, like, he'll do he, podcasts, as but he Wheeler won't. Walker. Yeah, he won't break character, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Just but like, I think that I realized like back to being like coming out of pretentiousness. It's like sometimes it's like easy to and it's all right to move past it. You don't always have to have these hard set ways that you're yeah. always stuck with, like. So when I was talking about like listening to John Zorn and all this goofy shit, you know, <laughs> it's awesome stuff. John Zorn, like shout out, what's up, like Shark Tooth music, like come on, come on over, play that alto sax like a duck, like I want to hear that. But <laughs> so like freshman year, I move into these dorms and I'm just you know like you know listening to like Miles Davis, dude. I'm I'm ahead of the fucking times, yeah. dude. My, like this dude, I'm living like almost like the athlete dorms, and there's this dude across the hall, Keith, just fucking. Just like rugby player, like all all American middle linebacker, like a Jaegermeister tattoo on his calf, like fuck yeah, dude. Like honestly, and like I was like, and I was just like, you know, I was like, and so then we're like hanging out, and dude, like dude ends up becoming like one of my good friends, and then like you know that leads to like drinking on a porch, like drinking Bushlight thirty racks, listening like country music like all day, like so I guess I like got it like like beat into me. But yeah. also, I was open to it enough. Right. And man, I had a really good time because mm-hmm. I was open to that shit. Yeah. Where I had, I had friends. I played in the punk scene at the same time. And you'd have some friends, you know, that were just, like, so, like, against that whole life. And I was just like, I don't know why you can't do both. Yeah. I don't know why you can't, like, I don't know why you why you can't, like, punk and you can't, like, country. And you can't, like, hip-hop. Yeah. And, you know, why why is, like, why do you have to, like, separate cultural, like... I don't know different cultural musics like right. Why why into, can like, only black people listen to hip hop and fucking yeah. why can only fucking or like why listen why to can only like kids listen to like doom metal, not <laughs> listen to like techno. Like if you or Taylor break Swift, it, yo, if you break down bass beat like break <laughs> uh, blast beats and shit, like there's always that hardcore techno. It's like boom 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 boom. Yeah. You know, there's also like it's like similar rhythmic cadences. It's just different things. And yeah. so she, I was always like embrace all of it. Yeah. You can like techno, you can like rock, you can like psych rock, you can like noise, you can like country, and you'll have a lot more fun if you do, as opposed to hating shit all well, the time. And I think that just goes to just people not being open in general. I think that's probably most of the problem we're having now as a country in, in like in, in a political sense, in which we don't have to talk about politics. I'm just saying like, I feel like that that that's what stops up a lot of progress is people who don't want to open their minds to different experiences different musics different different ideals different ideologies you get stuck in your one path and you feel like that's your team i'm here you know i've arrived yeah, and like this a, is it and that's the end all it's like all. it's a hardcore competition but nobody's competing against yeah, each well, other what are you fucking competing with <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's it, it's it's a it's a really strange it's really strange how humans will just sort of divide themselves up into these little fucking pockets of you know people who this is us and you stay over there and and, and this is how I am. Now I, I had the same pretentious shit too, man. But mine was more drug and alcohol fueled, where I would get drunk and play like a, have a good show, and I'd just be walking over people, walking through people, just like. <clears throat> I've actually said, get out of my way. Like, <laughs> I've said that. That's Dude. come out of my stupid fucking mouth. 
and and i mean i was drunk and shit whatever and and i did just kill it to be fair i fucking killed it <laughs> shredding the keys dude <laughs> on fire i fucking killed it but but that's never an excuse to fucking you know just because you become proficient at like music or or playing music or listening to music just because you have this wealth of knowledge doesn't make you better than anybody and and i and i feel like um there's this guy named jordan peterson uh he, he has this book the 12 rules of some shit and um uh he has one of the one of the rules is assume that that everybody every person you talk to knows something that you don't so just assume that this person he might not know about fucking you know noise or ambient music <laughs> But he might know about how to fix a fucking truck, and you might need a fucking truck fix. You exactly. Know? So like, there's no. So that's very relevant to my life. I don't know. How to fix <laughs> I don't cars know either. That's why. I'm so that's why it worked it. for me too. Oh man, I'm terrible at that shit. It's like, I'll teach you how to play. Like I'll teach you how to play a couple chords if you come give him a car and oil change. That'd be. Tight. Yeah, dude. I put my ten thousand hours into bass, not into my uh, two thousand nine Camry. Uh, learning how it runs. So but. so bass was your first instrument you gravitated towards. No. Well, I mean, I always want, I guess, initially it was drums, and then I think my parents kind of put the kibosh on that. They were kind of like, they're like, yo, dude, like, why don't you learn another one? And I was like, okay, fine. So, like, my neighbor had a guitar, uh, and so he lent me his guitar, did that for, like, two years, two or three years, and then saved up enough money, bought my bass, then kind of went that route. Always play guitar, but, like, not, I'm okay. Yeah. So did did you? So you just were self-taught through high school and everything. No, I took lessons with this dude named Desi Serna. Um, he's a real cool guitar player out of Durdell's Music mm. on Central Avenue. Yeah. Shout out to Fred. Uh-huh. Shout out to Desi. Uh, I think Joe owns De- uh, Durdell's now, but don't quote me on that. Um, but either way, Fred was Fred was a cool dude. Um, then like you know, went off on my own, stopped taking lessons, came back, took lessons with this dude named Jason. Um, went back to school and then honestly, I was like, I was like, I realized like I was, I was full of shit. Um, <laughs> like at about 18 years old. Cause like, you know, like I'm playing like, that's young to realize you're full of shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, way. I've realized I'm full of shit like multiple times. Don't get me wrong. Like, right. But like, but most <laughs> people who come up with kind of an ego or like, you know, yeah. They, at 18, that's fucking raging, especially if you're good, you know, like, yeah, and, well, I'm assuming you're I realized I wasn't good. I wasn't good enough. Gotcha. It's like, so I was like, but you oh, thought yeah. you were good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love funk. I love funk. Yeah. I, lo- I can I can play Down With Disease by fucking Fish. It's like, dude, like, you say you love funk, but, like, you honestly can't play any James Brown lines. <laughs> like, you're, you're full of shit. Yeah. So, honestly, I was, like, I was in college, and, like, I was, I'm kind of a hermit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Introvert, extrovert, whatever. Yeah, that's a Big right. deal. But at that age, so I, like, honestly, like, drilled in my dorm room, like, a good amount. Like, it's definitely, like, solitary. And I had, like, a, I had a girlfriend that was long distance at the time, so it, like, also How'd that kept work me good. out? Oh, didn't work out, dude. <laughs> Chilling, single. What's up? Don't have a Tinder. Don't have a Bumble. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> too, bu- too busy. Hey. Business. Hey, I feel you. But uh, but either way, so I just I found this dude on YouTube called Marlo DK. This was like in the beginning stages of like YouTube tutorials. This is like 2007. Mm. Like I'm watching this dude with like 2,000 views, and he's just playing like all this George Duke. And just like Al Jarreau 
and cameo and all the shit. And then he's like giving a shout out to this other dude um, named Funkstar something out of, but uh, Funkstar, whatever. But he, he had the same thing. And it was honestly just like a camera looking at the base, like in a DI, like, and so it like taught me to learn from ear. So mm-hmm. I drilled. That's, yeah. that's how I figured it out. But then I got an ego. <laughs> Then I punched a door and broke my hand. Oh, shit. idiot! Oak what, door. What? What was for? What? Why'd you do that? Oh, dude, it was so stupid. I, I drove back from Athens, which is like four hours to play this gig, and then we just like didn't get paid money, and I came home and like you were my, mad about not getting paid. Well, my, well I mean, that I was angry. I was just like, whatever, you know. I was like, but it's more so. It's like I just like drove four hours, right? Like, and then I wasn't so mad, and then like pretty much came home, and then my mom got in drawing me like one of those like you know what are you doing with your lives you're not even getting paid for music oh, shit yeah. and i like punched this door in my house is real old and it was like a full oak thing oh. broke my pinky oh my god what an idiot had a gig the next day played with a cast uh. <laughs> <laughs> finally finally put like honestly that semester was like the semester because i wasn't in music school but like i actually like ha- scheduled an appointment to go in with like the head of the jazz department i was like dude i can't read music like but like, let me play some songs that I've like learned and taken time to learn mm-hmm. walking bass lines and shit. So I actually played my way onto a jazz ensemble. Oh, I nice. still was sucking because I couldn't read music and shit. But um, either way, when I came back from the cast, that was like no go. So, yeah, dude, that's when I got deep into Ableton because I have enough claw hand. <laughs> couldn't fucking play so, bass dude so what it, where was it then what was ableton two or something ableton one where were you when Maybe you like jumped five in? five okay live five okay that's not too long well i mean yeah. five and then seven and then i got a copy of 8.2 and then i honestly was I like working eight. on 8.2 until probably six months ago uh nine or yeah, yeah my buddy upgraded me yeah, nines though. Not nine was cool because they finally did. I definitely the- pay for all my Ableton too. Yeah, okay. I just need to. I, I, dude, my studio was just <laughs> riddled with like it was probably about. Eh, I would say a, a, I mean a good like fifteen thousand dollars worth of fucking software <laughs> on like a badass PC. It was it was a PC, but. <clears throat> It was a badass PC that could hold, handle that kind of shit because we were running video and running, uh, you know, fucking projects and shit. So, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Who cares? You know, my, my friend, she's a lawyer and she's actually studied music law about, you know, how people get paid from those like samples and from those software engineering. She, she's like, it's like literally millions and millions of dollars that those people are getting cut out of because you're stealing the software. And I'm like, yeah, but I want millions of dollars. <laughs> so I'm gonna, <laughs> well, dude, I was like, I didn't. That. I was just trying to stick my foot in. It's like I'll, I'll get the version if I get a push. I'll, I'll no, get all and, of it. and you know what? Like now, I'll buy some shit. You know, I'll buy some plugins. Oh, yeah, you know, here and there, but. Things. And, and I definitely I, purchase music. Too. I don't have I don't have the capability of fucking even downloading anything now. Anyways, so it doesn't. I, that was always my friend. He knew what he was doing. I don't know what I'm Dude, doing. Dude, another thing, uh, knowing technological people in when you're making music is definitely a must. Dude, mm. they're like honestly, some people have come through and just like you know they're <laughs> yeah. just they're just thinking on a different level, man. It's yeah, like totally. I think in terms of like I'm an analog man living in a digital world, but. It's like, I feel you. It's good to know everyone, man. 
no for sure having having a team is great um so do you so when did you start then just sort of when when was it that you realized that oh i can do this in my own home was oh, that when dude, you, you broke been, your hand you broke your pinky no dude that was just a long process dude okay it, it took forever that and you were gigging and touring and shit not through. really touring not like in a bus and shit just like hitting well you know, yeah hitting three or four in a long weekend and oh, stuff God, like dude. that and then, like, you know, playing around Athens, like, house shows and, like, going to Cleveland and playing, you know, basement parties and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, real DIY, real just, like, fun, just grimy shit. And, uh, Nothing professional. You went to college in uh, Ohio University? Or yeah. Okay. Yes, from uh, 07 to 11. And you graduated? Yes. Uh, and what'd you, what'd you graduate with? <laughs> I laugh now, dude. Um dude art history art history yeah i was really into oh. it i really liked it i honestly thought i was gonna go to law school but oh a lot of shit happened oh yeah <laughs> what? what why didn't you dude i just started making the most fire beats and i decided <laughs> to stick with that that's pretty much the reason i mean are you serious like is that really why or well uh, dude i i mean law school sounds daunting to me but yeah it, it just... sounds daunting but you know it's like the the now, are the, your parents lawyers? I no, mean, but like, you know, it's like the the culture I grew up in is like, it was like very, you know, like that would have been a good step for me. What, to do. what was the culture? Just like, I don't know, waspy shit, you know? Waspy, yeah. yeah. Just, just like you got to succeed. And well, it's cool. Do. I mean, it's, succeeding is important, you know, and, you know, doing well is important always, but like, I don't know. Like, Lawyer, being a lawyer, no, no, just like, just completing tasks and, and you know, you know, developing a life for yourself that yeah, yeah, more yeah. succession you know i wish i had that shit. i wish i had that <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> no i would no i wish i had that kind of like push because my my parents were very great parents and supportive but i don't think they that in my mommy was says now is like we just didn't have the tools <laughs> we just didn't know like how to handle and plus by the time I was graduating and it was time for college, like there was like my dad was in the hospital and he got ran over and shit. So like my mom didn't really even have time. She had to work like doubles just so we could stay in our house and stuff. So it was like I just wish that I my parents would have instilled a little bit more drive in me. It's taken a long time for me to figure out my own kind of drive. I oh, mean, like yeah, it took me until thirty yeah. until it, it was as soon as I quit drinking actually is when I discovered my drive to learn and to want to learn and to like keep developing and it, it was it was, just, it was alcohol, but whatever. for sure. <laughs> in any case, in any I've, I've had, everybody's had their issues, man. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it's. it's Alcohol, I, 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 what I realized is that I spent my 20s saying I'm a musician, but really I was just that drunk guy fucking up real musicians' shows. So, like, they would hire me to do a show and I'd just be wasted fucking shitting all over their set. Oh, damn. So, like, I, it, I just ended up burning a lot of bridges. Um, Forgiveness is a thing, though, for real. It is. And especially I mean, with stuff like anymore. that. I don't anymore. I mean, you fuck up now uh, in the public view you're fucked <laughs> yeah like, you, you Le fuck there's up. levels to fucking you're up. right you're right you're absolutely right you could you could make a mistake and i mean they took chris brown back but you know <laughs> yeah well that's fucked up dude no like, I'm, I'm not even she, trying Rihanna's to laugh at what he did rihanna if you're listening what's up i've got beats i got beats um <laughs> rihanna's a queen that was that was a beautiful statement um so you uh so you uh, you had to figure some shit out, and and law school was not it. Oh yeah, dude, it just it it was like a fucking 
uh, I mean, did you try to take the L? Dude, no. I mean, like honestly, I was like, I did those. I'm super bad at standardized testing. Like, yeah, I mean, I can write essays. A lot of people I can are. critical thinking and things like that, but. Um, you know, I don't know. Well, there's I like, a lot of yeah, problems t- with standardized I testing. I didn't take anyways. it. I took it on my own, but I never went to the place and actually tested for it. So mm. it's like I never like committed. I was having an issue with com- like locking down into anything at that point in my life. How old were you? Oh, 21. Oh, my God. See, 22. here's another thing. It's like 21. Super How we expect sloppy. fucking... Just tw- so sloppy. Were you, like, were you drinking a lot and just partying? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I guess like... Well, I moved to Chicago and like I guess I don't know how much I want to talk about this shit, but you know you don't have to talk about anything that you don't want to, man. If if, no, if no. there's things that in your life that you good. don't want I your mean, mom to hear, don't. Oh no, because it's I just like talked this. to this cat named and he was real upset. <laughs> 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 well, and he's the one who was talking about it, but like you know he wasn't real upset. And no, to be fair, Joe like is that. really dude, amazing. It's just it's just a bummer of a story, dude. Well, that's what people like. People All right, like man, sadness. Fuck it. All right, so. Nothing like bummer, bummer, but well, actually, it's the most bummer. Um, I'm gonna take that back. It's the most bummer well, ever. It's on. All right, man. so if you want to change, let's do this. All this right, is cathartic. All right, all right. Let's, let's dive in. All right, so I'm talking to strangers. Not really. <laughs> but well, now yeah, we no, got we know just each other. met like f- what? Fuck it, like maybe an hour ago. So hey, it's, <laughs> it's 2019. This is the way it goes now. I, I mean, like you could. Hey, man, I'm, I'm really. I don't want you to be uncomfortable about. Oh, anything, I'm not. But. I, it might as well. It's a, it actually like turns out to be good now that I got my shit together. But it's like it usually so does I mean, if yeah. you handle it and handle it somewhat well. You can yeah. usually bounce back stronger. Yeah, I feel like all right. So I'm graduate college like almost didn't had to convince like because I failed the like studio art class. What a dumbass! Oh. But either way, <laughs> <laughs> just like seriously, like do your shit. Don't like just party too hard at your last quarter. But fuck it, it was OU. You know, it's like what it is. Do you so? Like I move out to Chicago and like I, I kill it for a minute. Like definitely like find a like nice like day gig and shit like that. Like I'm doing cool stuff. Like getting to go to like like the festivals and like working in that arena. Doing what? Just like honestly, just like helping out. Like, like logistic. Like not oh. like I did a stage thing for like once. I wasn't that great at it. Mostly it was, this was like on like beverage distribution and like marketing kind of things. Got like, you, got you. It's still um, involved with the business. Just, just yeah, the just like the yeah. the back end, the marketing. You yeah, know, behind, yeah. You know, that's super important. That's the definitely. business side of music business. Definitely. Yeah. So that was cool and shit. And I was seeing this really nice girl and like mm-hmm. I, I can't like stay on this too much because like it's about music and stuff. But it's also about like your life passage. But I, I was seeing this really awesome girl, and then um, it was, like, North Coast Fest. It was, like, the Sunday. I, like, got done. Or it was, like, Sunday. I'm sitting in my bed. I'm, like, waiting to go in for my shift at 5. I get a call from her. I don't answer. I'm, like, really, like, hungover from the night before. Don't answer. Uh, either way, don't hear anything. Next day, don't hear anything. Make some calls. Don't hear anything. Um, then I get a call at like six or seven at night to her best friend. She got in a car accident. She's no longer with us. Oh, shit, so man. dude, like at like 21 or 22, dude, then it just like, fuck, I did not know how to deal with that shit. Yeah. It was right on the, like the cut budding edge of like, it was getting, it was like, I'd really liked this girl for like years before. And then like. It was just getting there, like it was getting to that like love kind of thing. Yeah, I was yeah. definitely seeing it. So it's like, dude, that fucked me up so bad. Just like, 
and that do, just saying that doesn't even like I can't even put it into words like how bad. Yeah. But you know, like never got into th- anything too hard. But dude, just like self-destructive behavior, just like wasting, like just getting wasted and like partying and shit, and just like fuck, just like depression in a new fucking city. Where, yeah, you know, by where yourself you with like four people. Yeah, one I knew forever, but like, dude. I didn't talk to any of these dudes about this shit. Like, right. it fucking happened, and then I didn't talk about it for, like, two years. <sighs> and, then, like, and like at the time, the place I was working for, this is this is something to take in mind. If you ever go through this shit, I hope nobody does, but, it you know, it always happens. But, like, my, like, boss came up to me. She's like, hey, do you need, because I came back to work, like, a week. I was just going to, like, work. Mm. And then she's like, do you need to talk to somebody? I was like, oh, like, no, dude. Yeah. Should have talked to somebody. Oh yeah, dude. Because yeah, I'm like on. just going through in my head, dude. I'm not. But sleeping. at 21, you're like 22. Or 20, yeah. But at 22, your your brain isn't even fully developed, like physically and fi- on a physiological level, your brain isn't even fully developed. So you are fucking like handling this crazy heavy fucking th- event in your life, and you your your own brain isn't even prepared for it. So you're just fucking out there and you're you're on fucking you're just on adrenaline and all the chemicals that are just being that's in and alcohol and fucking uh, that's Adderall a heavy fucking shit, Adderall, dude. you know, dude, fucking, fucking smoking weed and taking Adderall. But like <laughs> I ended up seeing like a really nice girl like after like immediately after that. Mm. And like you know, we and it was it was cool and she's an awesome person, but like dude, you know, just like I ended up fucking that up and just like pushing her away, just like destructive. And then got this job as a beer rep in Toledo. I moved back here. I'm like, you know, fuck. Like you back. Fuck. Dude. So when you and left, then, and then oh, yeah, just you know, the typical debauchery in the bars and shit. That what and happens then, like, when you come home after being yeah, gone dude, for just a like years? drinking all the time, dude. Yeah. But now, yeah, now I'm chilling. So <laughs> like, I don't, I'm chilling. No, I've got it in control now. Like no, for the last like two or three years, but like. Definitely that, like, 22 to, like, 26 range was, uh, like, yeah. was brutal. Yeah. 27, even. Yeah. The, brutal. Those hangovers, man. Those yeah. hangovers, they, <laughs> they're, they're, they're no joke. Dude, yeah, no good. Just, like, you, I guess, I don't know. I guess it was my personality to just go down that spiral. Yeah. So I let it happen. But, yeah, I mean, nothing in a bad way too much, you know. Never lost the job. Still doing it. What? Still making music. So well, you did better than me. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I lost <laughs> fuck it, all I guess. my jobs and fucking couldn't keep shit together. So I mean, well, hey, you're here now and it's all good, dude. That's true. That's that's, true. that's the way I look at my story too. It's like it's not like you know the saddest thing. It's like that's happened to anybody. There's always tragedy everywhere, but you know, for you, it just hits that harder, that much harder. And you can can't compare it to anything because nothing will be compared to it. Yeah, but you just keep, dude. You just keep working through it. What What do you think that you took away from that experience? Now that you look back on it and you're kind of past this, I mean, because it just seems like that was a mourning period that you weren't even sure how to, you know, it just seemed like you didn't even know how to process it, so you were just sort of running away from it. Dude, yeah, like don't lock um, it up inside because that so, shit comes out so hard. Oh yeah, that's totally. what I learned from it and. And work work the problem, like directly, and get after it with a clear mind, like yeah. clear clear. What's what's the saying? Like clear eyes and a full heart can't lose. That kind of shit. Like that, be positive. That's a great line. Don't sit in your your woes. And also, like I heard another quote. It's like 
if you have tough skin, you can have a lot of fun in this world. Yeah. And dude, and, and fun is a, a word that can be interchanged with different things, but fun or you can go far in this world. And so yeah. pretty much like, yeah, embrace that like mental toughness and like work the problem and be positive because it's like you're still still you're still above ground yeah yeah and totally do something creative and do something that makes you fun if that's what it is yeah or like get in the stock market and make like 300 million dollars <laughs> and buy like a fucking lamborghini limousine like yeah do what do what you want to do yeah make carve your own life but yeah. be positive and like a- aggressively go after it rather than just like passively sitting in whoa that's yeah. what i did yeah i no, was passive about it i i um I, I, I say the same shit because when I quit drinking, <clears throat> well, all that was left was like all the shit that I haven't been, I hadn't been addressing since, I mean, I, I literally have been drugged since like I was like eight, seven or eight, because like as soon as I was in school, hyperactive, give them Ritalin and all through high school. And then by the time I got to high school, I stopped taking that. But then I started taking like LSD and fucking smoking weed. Yeah, dude, but Ritalin and Adderall and shit is like crazy. It is. Yeah, the fact that it's Especially like socially acceptable it. is like fucking nuts. Oh, no, I, I, like, I absolutely agree. Uh, but I, I, I mean, like, but I do think it has its place. Oh, yeah, it for, does. For but like for people and keep, i think i was abusing it. it too much of too. course yeah. of course that's what we were doing <laughs> 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 we weren't using it properly so what uh what kind of got you out of that that fucking that drunken malaise and sadness? well i mean also my like drunken shit was just like me being a goofball dude yeah it's you like were partying goofy right? shit you know yeah but uh no, honestly. But just, what kind of took just, you out of that? Like, was there like a was there an event or something that sort of like shook you up, or did you just kind of come out of it naturally? It, it took a while, but like just work, just work, work, work. Like, what what do you do, like, or what was it? Um, oh yeah, just like well, with music and just with my job, you know, I just kind of like kept going, and then honestly, like started talking to somebody, a professional, and then that oh, helped okay. out big time, and then through like two years of that like okay you know. so you went and you were like enough is enough yeah know? yeah i proactively like i just like was like it felt like i was like a piece of shit so yeah and, but i'm also like very self-deprecating you know it's like yeah yeah totally it's like i overthink shit but uh yeah you like to go around the bad neighborhoods in your head just yeah over yeah and over circling over the same shitty thought yeah. over it, so over i figured it. i was like man i i talked it over with some buddies and i was like i should probably just do this yeah. So I did, and I I'm great for it. And uh, yeah, you just keep moving and moving forward and learning new skills and trying to like get better at music. Like I started taking bass lessons with like one of the bass players in the symphony. Zach yeah. and I did. Okay. Zach took from him when was when he was a kid. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Bill. Bills. Bill. Bill McDivitt actually. He's the coolest dude. Coolest bass player ever. But um, <laughs> dude, he's he's such a monster. But yeah, so locked into that and like got serious about playing music again because I was kind of just dilly dallying yeah. at that point, just floating. And dude, yeah, he boot camp, like he was oh, sweet, you know. Going to him, all my yeah. like I had I had like picked up terrible bad technique habits, and he like just <laughs> fucking whittled them all down. You know, it was really cool stuff. You know, like like he'd notice if your shoulders were tight or like if you started the phrase with the, your index finger as opposed to your, you know, a different finger for, like, how the line was going to go, you know? Yeah. Real, 
So having like a hyper focus and things like that, yeah. I always that's how I am. Like I'm a little obsessive, but like yeah, a hyper focus and things like you can push through a, a lot. So yeah, push through into positivity and like awesomeness and now <laughs> positivity make, and dude, awesomeness. Yeah, and now I'm making I like great now. beats that I'm really happy about. I've got. <clears throat> Like uh, the setup of was I'm I'm twenty nine. Oh, okay. So years and a half, you know, going on, going on the big three zero, going on big three zero. Hey, but baby, you know what, man? Getting older is not that bad, other than your body falling apart. Uh, but like getting older is is not that bad. It's actually I because I, I'm thirty five. I'm about to be thirty six. I'm almost forty. I'm almost dead, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's uh, it, I feel like I feel like it's just. Like you just get smarter and you do things smarter. I'm and seeing more clearer. Efficient. Yeah, and especially you know, like you took it upon yourself. I wish that I would have in my twenties recognized I was hurting, and I wish I would have recognized. And and I did. I mean, like I wasn't an idiot. I knew I know myself pretty decently, but I wish I would have took the initiative more to do that. And, and like I just started therapy like a couple months ago, so like no. it took me this long. I wish I would have had therapy when I quit drinking because that would have been really useful because all I was there was just this mess of a human being. Like, just this, like, angry, sad, just fucking crazy mood swing guy. Did you, did you lock into the piano during those years? Um, no, actually, I was – so li- living in San Diego, I actually got busy. So – I didn't lock in the piano. I locked into being an actual musician. So I started working, and that's when I started. Me and my wife started our own business. We were doing, we were gigging musicians. That's and awesome. We were doing that in Southern California, which is not easy. And, uh, you know, looking back on it now, it's like, fuck, there was a lot of months where it was like, oh shit, we need like a thousand more dollars for rent. What are we going to do? yard sale time fucking hustle some shit up grow some weed in the backyard let's do this shit you yeah. know what i mean it's hustle. like it's a hustle yeah, and, and it's that's a serious what, hustle that's why i wish i would have had that in my 20s because if i would have had that motivation that self-motivation to do things for yourself to carve your own place out in this fucking crazy world i wish i would have had that at a younger age but I mean, whatever. I'm here now, and is you can't regret the shit that in the past, and yeah. that's what that's what I'm learning in therapy, which I already knew. But like, it's it, it's good to have someone tell it to you. But like, you know, you can't change how you behaved in the past. All you can do is like, you can only control what you're doing now, and do even you, that, there's not a lot of control. Another over. big podcast topic. Do you ever watch those like David? Have you ever like listened to David Goggins at all? No, who is that? Dude, That's a familiar name. Dude, he's sweet. Um, he's just like a dude who just like is all about like pretty much much his ethos is just like mental like 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 I don't know exercising your brain and just like doing shit that's like that sucks and it'll just make you tough enough that you can just like go through shit. You know, dudes like yeah. dudes like. You know, I don't want to talk about the other dude's story. You should just watch, like, David Goggins and shit. Like, his interviews are, like, it's crazy. Like, dude, but it's all about callousing your brain. Just, like, going, like, I was thinking about going on a run today. Like, it's, like, negative (laughs) eight. And I realized that just, like, was stupid and unsafe. Yeah. But, like, you know, still, like, I've been trying to go on runs, like, been going on runs at, like, nine at night in the winter. 
just do shit that sucks. That's, and yeah, like, it's really it's better. Shitty, you know? but like you come out of it. Um, yeah, if you just like commit and just do it. Yeah, well, it, it's it's, it's interesting. It's good how, for you. Yeah, like how little stress on your body or on your mind is actually like how you get like how you build muscles is you stress your muscles you tear them and they build stronger yeah and you can you control your, your mind too it's like stress your head out with fucking learning new skills and like doing shit that takes mental uh takes a crazy a lot a mental a huge mental capacity to handle it, um like I like working out because that's a great way to kind of test yourself. Even though I've kind of gone bitch mode lately, but <laughs> God. dude, I I just go around town just lifting heavy things. Like that's the yo, there's a <laughs> dude like <laughs> dude. I just like fucking. I seriously walk to the Meyer parking lot and you know those like big cement blocks that like are in between cars and parking spots. <laughs> yeah. I'm just lifting that shit. I'm just doing squats with that. Dude, just in the middle. That's kind of cool, dude. I like that. Just like <laughs> I'm just kidding just like you know just going up on doing some like uh tree trimming of like large branches but just with my arms yeah like i'll go up to like climb up a tree and the thing will probably be the size of my arm and then i'll break it with my bare hands yeah oh that's <laughs> that's fucking cool that's really cool and, and you said and you hunt too no just kidding dude it's, no i th- okay i always thought it was a funny thing of just like going around just getting swole in your everyday just, environment just like oh, just drinking so, okay just drinking like a pre uh a pre-workout and just get really like excited <laughs> and then just like lifting parked cars <laughs> off the road <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, no that story the that story great. about the crossbow is actually a good one um little hipster ben got invited to a game dinner are you um, talking about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. In the third person. <laughs> right, all right. Uh, but I got invited to a game dinner, which was really cool. So I was like, oh, of course I'll go to a game dinner. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm with my buddy Mike, who I was working with at the time. This dude, serious hunter. Like, I mean, honestly, like, I saw his trophy room. It's, like, crazy. And, you know, he, like, uses all the meat, does it all well, teaches his kids. It's really cool. It's, like, an awesome, positive thing. But uh, he's like, dude, throw 20 bucks in the gun raffle. And I was like, all right. So I throw 20 bucks in the gun raffle. He's been coming to these things for years, so he knows the odds are, like, you yeah. know, stacked against my favor. They take a deck of cards, and they rip the card in half and hand you one half the card and then put mm. the other in the thing. So you got one in 52 chances yeah. winning. I mean, it's a great moneymaker for them. But either, And then, like, so first off the bat, they're just, like, pull my card. <laughs> and, like, my buddy was like, dude, look at the card. And I was like oh shit and so i go over i just had this like fucking huge table just filled with guns and i'm just like what the fuck what do i do what do, I, what do you get yeah. when you're presented with just like rifles and fucking wait is that and you got to pick whatever one you want yeah i mean they didn't have like ars and like crazy no shit like no that, but, but like had, a like, gun is they had still... like yeah handguns like <laughs> magnums like like honestly like i probably should have gotten like the like the the boy scout rifle like just like one of the fucking yeah like a twenty two or something? Yeah, something like that. But yeah. then like the crossbow was just sitting there and I, it just was eyeing me. Yeah. Dude. It had a, like this big sign that said like hundred and fifty feet per second. And I was like, damn, dude. That's some that's a serious bow right there. So so how many bucks have you bagged with that thing? Uh zero. <laughs> Pretty much I <laughs> So it's a nice, pretty it's much. A, it's I, a good story. It's a serious weapon, though, dude, and it, it cannot be shot within city limits, dude. It is <laughs> like it's it's like honestly, I would I wouldn't pull that thing back unless if I was in like 
uh, area with at least like a hundred wow. yards around. Like it's serious. Like I've taken out to the country and shot it, man. It goes like right through, like from like 30 yards away, it goes like right through a huge like deer, you know, target. Yeah. You know, those things are thick and that's like all foam. Like it rips it. Like, God damn. It's a full send. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, like, I don't know. I was a camper, but like more like backpacking, like bring a bag of granola and shit. Yeah. I didn't get really taught how to hunt, but yeah, I'm always open. I love fishing and hunting, but oh, well, I've never been hunting. I guess I say I would be open to it. And I probably would enjoy it. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, I, 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 I totally want to get into hunting. My buddy, he just brought, he went to Alaska for the Alaskan salmon run and got a bunch of fucking Alaskan fresh caught salmon and fucking drops them off along with some venison he got from his hunt in Ohio and shit. It's awesome. like, this is amazing. And I made chili and it was so good. <laughs> I made venison chili because he gave me like a couple pounds of ground venison. And I mean, like that, that's deep, man. That's deep. He murdered those fucking animals <laughs> with his hands. He's like, and then gave that to me. He gave me life that he took, you know, dude, he, he took like, this to make sure I could live. Dude, that's, serious that's though. That's deep, baby. I, I love that guy. Taking, I really do. taking a heart, heartbeat like that, taking a life of any, that's a big animal, dude. That's a, yeah. it's nothing to, man, to fuck around scary about. Fuckers, man. I respect I, that shit. I'm always afraid of like hitting it and then like it kicking me to death, you know, <laughs> dude, <which> dude, <laughs> honestly, honestly, a stat that isn't talked about a lot is that in national parks and shit when it comes down to animal attacks that deer are the main culprits <laughs> fucking assholes do not fuck especially with especially when they're in a rut or yeah have you ever seen them whatever? charge people to like slam their yeah i've seen down. videos yeah <laughs> Dude. And they make the ah, well those are elks that's those like long, those that's fucking a, crazy elks my dad actually noises. taught me that he actually <laughs> he's, uh, it's an inside joke in our family uh that's actually called bugling, bugling uh yeah. elk bugling uh <laughs> my dad would every year he gets me a goofy uh christmas gift and one year when i was like in maybe i don't know a sophomore in high school he got me a, an elk bugler oh. and we used to go out to the meadow and bugle for elks at like <laughs> midnight dude it was the goofiest shit it was really fun well, nice. it came up dude it was, it was cool though elk bugler uh, that, that's a that's little a nice tidbit point. of knowledge i'll keep forever yeah well, that that's a nice memory too. Something you just did with your dad, and then that that's still talked about. Oh yeah, a bunch of camping trips with him. Oh, the camping really is fun, man. Like that's the the that's the I guess the benefit of being here is that you really have to appreciate the outdoors. Yeah, if you're into that, like you, you got a kid, right? And I you do, do I do, stuff. and and he was. I mean, like we were very active in San Diego. We were hiking all the time and and doing all kinds of crazy shit. We van life. He came along with that shit. He was fucking. Oh, he was sweet. a player, man. And and now that he's here for the winter, you can tell that he's not used to just being inside all the time. So he's just fucking going like he's just vibrating through the wall. But like you live here. You know, a few months out of the year, you're not really hanging out outside. Like, I took him sledding. It was fucking 14 degrees out. Mm. And, and that sucked. I almost killed him a few times, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't kill you. It makes you strong. Exactly. And my son, <laughs> he's pretty strong. He's almost been, he's almost died a few times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, you, you're inside. So it makes you really appreciate the outdoors here. And, and so camping and hunting and all that shit that's pretty popular around here is like, I don't think people who, um, 
who aren't in from like semi-rural areas would understand. I mean, because Toledo's not rural, but it gets rural. You know what I mean? I mean, well, you could drive 15 minutes. And <laughs> yeah, you can be, and you're you in know, the rural, and yeah. they're they're fucking. They have a fucking southern accent somehow. And <laughs> it's like I don't know what happened, but it's just that's what that's it. But yeah, man, it's I, cha- I sometimes. <laughs> If I'm like driving down south, I'll change with them. You know, I'll I'll, I'll add a little draw to it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Once you get close to uh, West Virginia, you West know, Virginia, yeah. You uh, start. You walk in. Let me get a tank of gas. <laughs> yeah. Where y'all from? From Toledo. Mm. Toledo High. Outside Toledo. <laughs> Outside Toledo. <laughs> I don't go to the city much. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm really glad I didn't impossibly just say what I was gonna say. Uh, uh, so. So, uh, uh, t- talk, tell me about the essentials, man, because I, I honestly, Oh yeah, this is a fun thing. This Z- is a fun new thing. Zach, 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 uh, you know, he, he talks about you a lot. He, he has a, he likes you. Yeah. We're buds. Seem, seems we to, he seems to have a affinity for yeah, you. Zach so. and I go way back in the base world. Our connection was through base and we've actually become real friends as a result and, of it. And we're talking about Zach Hutner who, who has been on this show, who's talked about his Israeli trips and <laughs> Zach's I'm wild. not gonna bring that back up. Okay. Zach's wild. Zach's wild. No, he, he, he does. Zach is an awesome person. So, so yeah, man. So the essentials. Yeah, I was kind of like, kind of like getting after it at a how, bar. How old are, is the band? I don't know. I think the essentials have been around for a while, but it's oh, always. Did you join the band? Well, it's like okay. It's I'll like, let you tell the story. So I'm it's sorry. it's Brian Finn. He works at. Uh, he also does tattooing at Infinite Art. Uh, it's it seems like it's it's Brian Finn's like project like mm-hmm. it's his songs you it know? seems like and, it well it is okay well it, like that's how it's like i think it's gone back for you know i think he's been playing this type of music for a while which uh-huh. but so he plays guitar and sings so he, you know he can carry the band everyone just you know i think he's gone through a bunch of different yeah, lineups okay um because i think he lived out in virginia beach for a while for you know probably did out there and okay but yeah so oh so it's his project he just takes it wherever he goes no, I mean now it's like honestly, like I think that this new iteration is like all a you team. Now, huh? No, not me. <laughs> I think it's a team though. Like Brian writes great music, and like everyone in the band right now is Ryan Thompson on drums, uh, Kent English, which is like such a that's badass a, that's name. That's a dude. dope name. Dude's a fucking wild at keyboards. Like Keith. one takes, just like Keith. I saw some of the videos. You guys doing some reggae shit? Yeah, it's fun. And then I play bass, and I don't know. It's, it's a good time. We just <laughs> recorded last weekend uh, with Steve Worcester, and uh, I always pronounce his last name wrong. I'm sorry. We were in Mindfish together back in the day. We went to OU together. He's a great audio engineer. Um, but yeah, he recorded us. I've got two things that we can we can listen to. But uh, yeah, if you want to just play like later. a snippet, we can just listen to it for a second or put it in the background. Uh, I, I mean, like we'll it, listen to it, it after this. Yeah, 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 for but, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been fun. I don't know. It's a good band. So this is a newer, newer thing for you. Yeah, for me, like I haven't played in a band in like years. Like honestly, oh, okay. like you know, I'm just honestly like a little like just in the studio, like a little yeah, lab yeah. rat. Yeah. Like, so it's good to play with people again. And it's like got my playing even better. So yeah, no, it's it's interesting when you spend a long time just sort of like in your own little world, yeah, and in then my you bubble, start I'd, expanding out a little yeah. more, and then. I, what I've really realized about it is like I don't like recording and I don't like recording situations where I'm not in full control of the recording situation. Oh, dude, I love it too. I, I I just I like the I don't like being in like I don't like paying for my mistakes is what I'm saying <laughs> because oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not 
I I feel like I'm a good player, but I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm not. I know I'm not the greatest. You know, I know I'm not the best. Yeah, but at with anyone, editing and shit. Right, yeah, do, it don't dude, really matter, crazy, but yeah. but still, like you want to get. I want to hit it. I hit mine. You no, want to hit it. I hit mine. You want to hit it, but I I I don't. And and like it takes me time. And you know, I'm punching in. I'm doing all this shit, and it, it, I have a hard time with keeping on B. It's like I'm like the worst, best musician. <laughs> like <laughs> like I I like I can do a bunch of cool stuff. But I can't always hit it all the time, and that that bothers me. So I don't like being. Do you do in a, a bunch? Do you do a bunch of metronome work? I don't. I, I don't do anything. Dude, I try should that, do. man. No, you're absolutely that's right. That's a simple. That's a simple thing. Like I've got a. All you have to do is like what my ten minutes of it every day or yeah, something. No joke. That's it. Like I and, and I'm just that lazy that I can't because I want to learn Tyler Dykes bass fucking lines or I'm learning fucking keys for a fucking other band or learning guitar for my wife's project so it's like it's, you get pulled in too many directions i, I when, once you start going out and like leaving your nest yeah, you know for sure uh, and, and so I, I so you find comfort obviously in your nest here is like yeah dude i don't i'm like seriously the i'm so i'm like to a point of like i this year i was like making it a point to like let let this go like i've got this lp finished it's coming out in april for for the essentials no this is for the shark tooth stuff oh okay, the okay. house oh nice you got the whole music. album ready to go yeah are you yeah. mixing and mastering yourself or are you sending it um, out yeah me and my buddy um jordan did that yeah and then we sent it out just for like the final master but mixing and every all the sound design and everything was us sweet yeah so i don't know it's yeah, you got to come out of your shell. You got to show people what you do. It's like, yeah, it's like realizing, like, I get it. Like, I'm real comfortable down in this basement making beats. And like, it's what I love to do. And it's what I've, you know, I've been waiting to get to this point because, dude, it takes forever to build a, a fluid system where, like, you could just turn it on and it'll be ready to go. Right, right. Yeah. It took me a while to, yeah. like, visualize this. So now I'm like, it's what I like to do. Yeah, especially once you figure out how you work, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it took me a long time to figure out how I work and how I how I function as like a writer and as a producer or whatever. But once you figure out how you work, I, I don't know, like in college, you know how there's certain classes where you have to almost learn how to read the literature. Like you have to almost learn the terminology. You have to learn how it all kind of works together before. I mean, especially with lawyers. I mean, someone thinking about being a lawyer, I'm sure there was a lot that of That was a quick thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you you're it's like you have to learn how your own brain thinks and how your own brain functions in these things. For me, for me it took a long time. Uh but but what was it what do you think was holding you back from where you're at right now yeah honestly like metronome drilling okay well then, now i know what i need to learn, <laughs> and honestly like learning what chords i was playing mm-hmm. rather than just abstractly going about it right just like oh this sounds and, good yeah. and honestly keeping it like sim- like always keeping it simple simplicity that was one of the big yeah. things for me yeah I mean, I'm adding a million things, but also having right. a mental state where you're not putting your like pressure on yourself to make like the next like hit. Right. Like, oh, why isn't this happening? Do just like make music for fun. Honestly, the best producers have like whipped tracks out in like no time at all. Yeah. Like seriously, like Easy Moby, like Craig Mack, flavor in your ear, dude. Seriously, woke up. This Easy Moby was like pretty much like 
the dude who gave the backbone to Bad Boy Records back mm. in like the early nineties, okay. things like that. And granted, I was only like four, but like looking back on it, it's just like whoa, they yeah. did some really good beats and really great music. But yeah, he like woke up out of bed, like still in his pajamas, like sits up. There's the SP twelve hundred. Wow. And a record. Uh, I don't know if he had the samples already to go, but whatever. Flops puts a floppy disk in, makes it in 15 minutes. Like goes up and like brushes his teeth. <laughs> like and you know that's just what happens. That's like you hear about stories about like just great producers just like working all the time. Mm -hmm. And like man, I wish I could like. I mean like I love my day job and shit. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not like hating it. What do you do? What's your day job? If you I mind. work in beer distributing. Okay. Um. So it's like it's awesome. I love it too. But like you know you hear about people and it's like. I guess you want to work all the time. Like I come home from work, I usually like decompress for a minute, and then I'll try to come down here and work so you, every day. So this is for a something few that hours. you try to do every day. I, oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get. I've, I'm getting in that rhythm of if you start to do it. If I think if you do something for like 30 days in a row, yeah, it becomes a habit I think or it's something like, like 90 that. days. I, I, I've heard that too. But yeah, either you 60 percent of all st statistics are made up. But um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> all those things are just fucking just numbers that people just throw away to fucking prove their points. But it really, it's like, you know, when you're learning how to speak like English, if you speak it all the time, it ends up just becoming fluid. Or if you, with mm -hmm. any language, it's the same way. Cause you're, if you're doing it all the time, you just start to put it together. So, so it's honestly, put, you got to put hours in. Yeah. Repetition, doing it over and oh, over. Oh, repetition. And, over and, and like, even if you're like, and also not being too critical on yourself and just like making things is like, that's what I had to figure out was like, just like, let it be organic. And if you're like, Oh, this sucks. Like, honestly, you hear a lot of people talk about nowadays, since we're like so quick to be making music mm -hmm. all the time that they'll come back to something six months later that they hated on at the time yeah that you'll be like oh my god this is so cool yeah, this then, isn't bad and just like not <laughs> trying to you know always make a finished product like if i'm not like i'm getting to a point where it's like i'm trying to make start and finish something in one take yeah but also if it's not going to happen just understand that it's going to be a skeleton and mm -hmm. you can go back and you can redo everything yeah you can take that stem to a studio and build a whole new thing. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, having that openness to to sort of let ideas go, like, because like you'll have an idea of how a song's and how you want a song, but and then once it does, it, and if it doesn't hit that mark in your head when you, what comes out of it, you know, people are quick to be like, "Well, garbage," like you're saying. But it's like, but out of that something else is happening and you can follow that path to a finished song you know so it's so not getting in your own way i guess is what i'm saying just just sort of like letting go killing the babies if you have to you know just like just letting go of ideas you know like it, it's okay to i actually just posted a video about this uh, a couple days ago with my wife's I thought because it's an interesting idea for me because I'm sort of you know I'm just thinking about this kind of things too. Is as a writer, I'll give a song away in my original intent of that song or however I might have demoed it out or whatever. However it is, you know I have a set way of how I would do it. But then when you give it to an artist and you're like, here you go, do whatever you want with it, and it comes back different than what you thought it should be that used to fuck with me a lot it, it would bother me and especially with this last ep that me and my wife did when she was first done sending me the first um first like rough cuts rough uh bounces from san diego because she went out and recorded it in san diego 
you know, fucking awesome studio, the Kitchen Tube, Surefire Soul Ensemble, amazing band, Coal Mine Records. I always got shot him out. I love Tim. Anyways, uh, <laughs> she was sending me back these rough mixes, and I'm like, this is not how the song is. That's not how it fucking go. And and I've and I've given songs away. I know how this goes, but like for whatever reason, because she's my wife, and because we have this relationship, and because we write together, and because I'm not there to oversee what's going on, you know, I fucking ego starts kicking in. I really had to let a lot of shit go, and and actually like separate myself in my own head from the project, and just look at it as something that she did, as something totally separate from me, and mm -hmm. that helped. That worked for me. And it taught, and the huge lesson was, so I did this video where it's uh, me playing the song how I originally intended it to be, and then I played the actual recording just to show, like, this is how it can start, and this is how it can finish, and that's okay, and don't, don't, don't let that, you know, don't let that bother you if, if you intended on it a song to be one way and you gave it away or sold it it turned into something completely different you can't fucking sit there and fucking freak out about it and and drive yourself insane about it it's like that's kind of the it's kind of part of being a writer is like you just sort of like here's this and now here's the first draft or whatever and someone's gonna get their hands on they're gonna change some stuff and I don't know. For me, that's how I was working out. Cause yeah, just because I've done a few, I've done enough writing jobs now where I know how it goes. But it's still, it's still fucked with me. So like, <laughs> you know, like I, I thought it was kind of an interesting point to explore on, just through a stupid Instagram video. But <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad video. I get that. Uh, See, what I'm, what I work is like, man, I'm not. I mean, I have like keyboard lines and stuff, and like mm -hmm. I have bass lines and things that like. Yeah, but they're all I I'll usually get to them through like improvisation or it's not like yeah. not like writing like verses and stuff. So it's like I always think of my thing as just like it's like a big snowball rolling down the mountain and it's like you got to stick with it and just keep moving forward yeah, and see as what quickly as possible and see where it takes you because like honestly, like I always when I set up to be like, yeah, this is where this is going to be. Like, I just realized it was pointless because it never ended up that way, you know. <laughs> but it ended does. up in a cooler way that I enjoy, too, that I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being open to that. And and that and I used to do the same shit where I'd get to a point and it's like, this is not what I hear. But, yeah, it's something else is happening and not following that through. Just following the snowball down, let it build and sort of, it like, reveal itself to you. When you're working on beats, what what's the first thing that you fucking pull up? What what's the first? What do you when you're going to make a song and it's not you don't have anything prepared, you're just like I'm just gonna go make a song. What where do you start? Two ways. So for the last year or two, I've been setting setting up with a default set. So every time oh, yeah, I open up, uh, not this one, but. Every time I open up a new set, I have like 30 to 40, maybe even 50 drum breaks that oh. I've grabbed from vinyl and cropped and put into Ableton. Because oh. Ableton's dope. You can move shit around and like yeah. it doesn't change the pitch. And also when you're dealing with like MPCs and, and drum breaks, like um, which is awesome. I still do that. But um, when you change the time, you got to find the perfect loop size. Mm-hmm. And because they're you're only hitting it on the one, and then the loop has to go through and be quantized till the end. So that's like that takes a minute. Like the MPC yeah. two thousand days, like which I love them, and the MPC two thousand is the best sounding. 
like I love it the floppy disk but you know I I resampled it into the 1000 just for technological and into Ableton just because you got to embrace technology so with that said I always have rhythms but recently I've been just going to a blank template and putting the metronome on a certain tempo whether it's like a down tempo beat and then I'll just play either a keyboard or a bass line and I'll just build and build and build and build. So so you won't even start with a beat. You'll just start with a metronome? Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it goes either way. So a bunch of different ways to make it. But Right, right. Well, I was just curious. No, like, I mean, like, I've got, like, three start. or four, like, nice ready-made templates that, like, I can just go into. Or, you know, you just say, if you're just, like, wanting to make, like, boombastic house beats, hmm. you just go to the TR-8. I mean, I, or, like, and I just 909 sounds, like, mm-hmm. easy. Right. Like, not easy, but it's just, like, you can't go wrong with a 909. No, you can't. It's yeah. just straight techno, dude. It's just like <laughs> techno and house. It's just like oh, the perfect yeah, drum machine. I've, I've, dude, I've used like the 909 because I'm really into making like shitty fucking 80 synth pop, synth yeah. wave type shit. It's like my fucking private passion. It's like if you if you hear like the dude, this Poly sixty one would be perfect. Oh yeah, for yeah. You, oh yeah. Oh, I saw that fucking thing. <laughs> I was looking it? at it, <laughs> dude. Oh. I saw people mod these and put um, analog knobs oh, on the top of it. Shit, that cr- controls like the yeah. Parameters. You're like breath. You're like attack, decay, and Damn. cut off. That'd be really sick. Wow. But. Yeah, it's a beautiful instrument. Yeah, man. No, it's like that's that's just my that's I just because for whatever reason it's really easy. I can just sort of shit these songs out, and so whenever something comes easy for me, like I tend to latch on to it. I'm just like, okay, that's fun, I, and it's fun, you know. Like when you're really into a when I, it's just fun, dude. It's so fun to get it, 80s, dude. It's Always, just it's dude. just all. I, and so lately, I've been just thinking. Because I talk to a lot of people who do like sell their um, sell their music, you know, for product placements and movies and shit. So I've been thinking about it, and like the thing that I, I just have all these like songs that are just sort of sitting and they don't do anything. And all I do with them now is I just put them in the podcast for like interludes and like you know what I mean, just like intros and shit. So that's all I use them for. And so. I'm just like compiling all these songs. I'm like, holy shit, I got like a lot of music that just sits there in my fucking hard drive. And so the biggest piece of advice I get from people who want to sell, because I'm thinking about going into that, um, is just have a catalog. Just yeah. have a fucking huge catalog to of start like with. Minute, minute and a half tracks. Yep. And just, and, and just be, that's, that's it. That you just put them up on the site and people will just buy them and then they'll be like, hey, I need you to make these kind of, I need it to kind of be like this now or however it is and charge them for that. And yeah. It, it's really interesting. And <laughs> my buddy got one because, yeah, we're, we're yeah. getting into that, that era too. And I think that's great, man. I can just make a little house beats and like, yeah. I cross my fingers. I haven't like, Still, I'm still at the point where I'm like building the catalog, so yeah, I'm maybe totally. like a quarter of the way done. Mm-hmm. Still got some work. Don't worry, it'll happen. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just waiting for like one of those like Nissan commercials or shit. Hell yeah! Like no, then some like attractive person is like drive with class, right? She's like she's like she's got like a whole glass of like. Uh, black caviar in <laughs> in, in the, the couple that she's just eating it with this like dainty little spoon. She's like, uh, drive with class and distinction. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really thought this through. I like this. <laughs> and I think it, you have a whole I, commercial well, pitch. Well, now. what I would like to see is that like aerial shots, drone shots in like the Nevada desert, mm-hmm. and then just like you know, 
two black Nissan Nissan Altimas just doing an X formation. Yeah. And then it brings it out and it shows, oh my God, there's a hatchback version as they're coming <laughs> at you, as they're coming at you, f- like front facing. And that's when like the beat will be like, and then it'll be like, and then it'll be like, cut to a black screen, and be like, ah, yeah. long reverb, uh, Three ninety five zero twelve months no same day financing <laughs> whatever the fuck they say wow yeah dude that's that you really I'm ready for it okay I like it yeah I like dude it. we'll see um, so, so you so you've been doing I, I that's one thing that I want to start doing is templates and doing the fucking effects chains having those saved out yeah um, yeah if you build an awesome effects chain it's always good to save it save in your it little out. thing mm-hmm. and naming things. Mm-hmm. Big, crucial, yeah. crucial. Totally, totally. Organization, I think, is one thing that where people get caught up in because you're not labeling your tracks, you're not labeling like projects, you're not, you're not, you're not dating them. Yeah. You're, you know, you're not saving them. You just have to build a te- like a like a protocol, I guess, right. is a way. Like this is how you name shit. You name shit with the tempo, the BPM, underscore, like. Then I usually give like I try not to give like. I almost give like an instrument thing, mm. you know, or I'll put like a chord pro- or I'll put a chord progression in the title, mm. yeah. which is I've like, done that too. but, um, I don't know, man. Ableton is so sweet. Oh, I know. Have, have you, so is pro tools. I mean, all of the, all of the systems right now, it, this is like the greatest time to make music. It's like, but also it's also daunting because having infinite capabilities is, can be an issue when you're getting into this thing yeah like i had infinite capabilities initially with ableton and then i like was like i went back to like floppy disks and tapes because because i had to build i had to well, build you had back your head from, wrapped around it right? yeah well, you i have to, all these possibilities limitations are sweet like if you have an yeah. audio if you have an audio interface and a bass guitar then just like honestly keep your ableton sets to just like Oh, a drum rack, and then use that drum rack. Those sounds don't like grab a thousand sounds. You know, yeah. it's it's easier to start simple like that, I, and absolutely. make sing what you got. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting that you use that phrase, make it sing, because I've used that phrase since I was like in high school. Like, wow, you can really make that guitar sing, man. You know, like it's. I I think that's an old fucking. It's an old. Carlos Santana says it a lot too. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. It's been thrown around a lot. So, but it's 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 interesting because it's like it's like finding your voice through your instrument and finding your your sound through fucking Ableton and uh, and YouTube no. is awesome, man. Oh, having YouTube, YouTube at your fingertips oh, yeah. for playing music. If you're coming up playing music, it is the there's such a wealth of information and like yeah. good information. Yeah, and then that's how you got all these little ass kids running around putting up their YouTube. Aaron the bassist is so sweet. That little kid. Yeah, and his dude, sister? he's so cool. Is that him? Oh, uh, I don't know. The, yeah, I don't know. This one kid named like, Aaron the bass play, bassist. He was just playing with like Mono Neon and like Ghost Note like last oh, week. Shit. Like, yeah, Mono Neon was playing guitar and like Aaron the bass, like this like nine year old bass kid just like. He's a little ripping. black kid. The one I'm thinking of is is white. Oh. There's no, there's, I know that there's like multiple kids. Yeah, there's a kids. lot of kids out there. I can't remember everyone's name. Yeah, but then there's like another kid who's like 12 or 13. He's just like ripping Jocko on this like music man. And you're just like, my God, dude. <laughs> my God. <laughs> my God. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like back in the day, like going to the record store and finding like a VHS, or like a Mr. Bungle show from mm. like 
from like the Bay Area of like ninety two. Yeah. This is like in like, you know, I don't know, ninety nine. Well, when I started, so listen to Bungle in like high school. So, but you know, it's like having all that video and just like people talking about music, but in like a very, um, like tactical way, like almost like really easy to grasp. Yeah, it's very palatable way. for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's very palatable. You can, it's an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah, fucking especially the the people who always rise to the top are the people who can simplify it down to like just the bare necessities to convey the information. Um and do it Victor Wooten's real good at that with yeah, theory man. and stuff. Like for and and like you could take that to like science like with the uh who's the fucking one astro astrophysicist the black Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, like he's that that's one of the reasons why he's famous is because like he's able to make this very complicated crazy shit of the I universe. love listening to him on yeah. interviews and stuff because he doesn't back down when they they start talking about all like alien conspiracies and like like out there conspiracies mm-hmm. he's just like so He'll science it. about it yeah he's just so science like yeah. <laughs> to sound goofy as fuck he just sciences everyone's question and just like yeah, he's man. like all right well show me all of this information show me this proof Whereas the like right. undisputable and, evidence, and, and he's break- like, you don't have anything. <laughs> All you have is conjecture. <laughs> right. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. But but he will actually entertain it and like talk it through in yeah. a very science way. If it was something that he, you know, like if it's something that might be possible, like the existence of aliens, it, it's oh, it's got to be possible. It's got to be too big. There is or the the uh, any kind of life in the universe. I mean, microbes, whatever it is, it's it's there. Okay, it's just too much not to be. So, like, he will break shit down into, like, what we know and what we speculate, what he speculates, and he'll indulge these fucking wacky questions or people, like, trying to, you know, flat earthers or whatever yeah. it is. Whatever the My new conspiracy is. theory that I'm real into is that flat birds, earth? no, that birds are not real, that they're all fake. Okay. That they're all fake birds. Let, let's hear it. Why? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. No. There's just been memes. It's not. I'm not really believing it that birds are not real, but there's just oh, all these. It's starting. Yeah, there's all these memes that are just talking about how like birds are a government conspiracy and shit. And I was just like, it's hilarious. Like, I know it's like a joke. It's definitely right. satire. But oh, okay, so this <laughs> so is so stupid, dude. Shit oh, it's just internet shit. shit. It's yeah. just memes. Like yeah, the birds aren't real, man. Me- or memes. <laughs> I think well, I feel like Flat Earth was started like that. I feel like Flat Earth yeah, was that, somebody who was just it fu- yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did you see? Like- did you see Buzz uh, Oz, uh, Aldrin? No, uh, what, uh, the second dude on the moon, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Yes. I'm sorry, no, I almost said Osborne. Fucking, I don't forgive you. <laughs> no, but this dude like gets in his face about <laughs> like you didn't go there, and he's like he's like I don't know like this like douche like wow you got to be a fucking douche douche to a do this shit hero yeah <laughs> buzz aldrin <laughs> he's out there doing a speech and whatever this dude like fucking bum rushes him and he's like you're i can't believe you did this you guys didn't even go you're a liar you're a thief and then buzz just cocks back and punches him <laughs> in the fucking jaw and i was like god damn dude he did go to the moon like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just sent that motherfucker to the moon yeah um but yeah, conspiracy theories are funny. Uh, well, some of them, but some of them are very like actually no I, joke. I don't. I give. I give credence to everything, but uh, but birds not being real. I'm gonna say that birds are real. I'm gonna also say that the Earth is round. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that they did go to the moon, 
And if you watch that movie with like no joke, I went in theaters, saw that like uh, uh, the movie Apollo this year. Kind of got like I don't know. Not a lot of people talked about it, but it was so sweet. Ryan Glassling was in it and stuff, but it's pretty much just like Neil Armstrong, like, oh, first man or something. That's what it was called. But, mm. dude, that was so sketchy what they did. Yeah, like, it was all sketchy. unbelievably sketchy. Like, <laughs> during the movie, like, I I find it to be fact is that, like, like, Neil Armstrong just, like, almost died, like, at least eight times. Wow. Like, the first scene in the movie is, like, he's doing one of those massive like going above the earth's atmosphere right and so he's like getting and so it, like it's like a lot of uh whatever turbulence and then he breaks through and it's like quiet but then he starts to bounce off so he turns his plane and catches the atmosphere with his down wing Whoa. and that brings him back into the atmosphere like who thinks like that's some crazy stuff and well, also you gotta be good what you do the fact that like a normal scan disc like memory cartridge with mm-hmm. like even like four gigabytes is more data than they had to go to the moon. Yeah, wow. Like yeah. anybody talking about they didn't go to the moon—that's bullshit. They went. They went there. Yeah, I'm gonna I, flat I, out say that. I don't think that Buzz or Neil would lie about something like that. I mean, you. But the other thing is, is that 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 people in those positions that would be covering that shit up are just people. And people fucking run their mouth. So, so you can say whatever. Like I know there's, uh, there's like there's there is video of them doing fake moon shit for propaganda or something. I know there's some kind of video out there where there are faking yeah, shit. Yeah, think about all the technological like capabilities to like get a camera to work up there. Yeah, and it's like the '60s, you know. Right. Like well, there's a logistical issue probably with that. Probably, but. Uh, but there was actual like propaganda videos because at the time of I think that was like the Cold War or some shit where we're in competition with Russia to get to the moon first or some shit oh, like yeah. that. I'm the just space totally race. Looking. Yeah, it was exactly. Massive. It was a huge cultural. So there was like aspect. videos and stuff that were sort of put out for propaganda, which only um, it's only fucking you know proved in the mind of conspiracy theorists that we didn't go but then there's also a lot of evidence that says that we did go so yeah there's always that side yeah so yeah i can see why there is room for disbelief but you know there's also overwhelming evidence that they did go so it's it's hard to kind of stay i need to know (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna go we'll go buzz aldrin's house and fucking i mean did you go? Granted, like, I don't get, like, caught up into it where I get myself in a frenzy, which, like, is definitely possible with, like, <laughs> overthinking conspiracy theories. But I'm going to tell you I love a good conspiracy yeah, theory it's movie. it's good. It's fun. Like, JFK. Yeah. That movie's great with Kevin Costner in yeah, it. Yeah, it Terrific, is good. dude. Even Apollo 18, that movie. It's, like, yeah. it's kind of goofy. But, what? Uh, what is it? The Tom Hanks movie? No, that was Apollo 13. 13. Yeah. Apollo 18 was like the horror movie where like the rocks on space were actually <laughs> critters and they like attacked. And that's why like we never hear about Apollo 18 because, oh, because okay. the whole moon is an alien. I get it. <laughs> a little not... far hey, You know what? I love science fiction <laughs> too. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? I'm going to just do some rapid fire questions here. And if you don't have, you can pass. Business advice or life advice? Whatever. All right. Business advice was. You can, you can, we can do both too. I'm, I'm, I'm not Facebooking. I'm just getting my no rapid fire questions. Please continue. Uh, best advice in life. Honestly, really that uh, 
clear eyes and a full heart. Uh-huh. Can't lose. It's I the like best. That. It's the best I've gotten. Who told that to you? Or did Fuck, you read it? dude. I don't even know. Mm. Probably read it. Um, honestly, like, be prepared. It's <laughs> another nice one. I mean, I was Boy a Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah, I was an Eagle Scout. Like, big one. into it. Um, but business advice was don't always go into a situation with what you want to accomplish, but ask the client what they want to accomplish oh, and how like you can that. help them. That's really good. You know, a lot of people like come into a, a thing like talking about everything that they know when really all you have to do is just be like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Right. So. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, I know you're good. That's why I'm here. I just, you know, this is what I want to do. And if you're just going to like talk yeah. at them and just push your shit. Yeah. It can get cut. Bill Pike told me that information. Okay. Great I like dude. it. I like Great it. Dude. Um, I just want to say mine because I was asked a couple of weeks ago what mine was and I yeah, had please. it and I forgot. So I'm just going to say it just because I want to just have it on the record. But my was given to me from a woman, a friend, still a friend. Uh, she has cerebral palsy and she's older, much older. Um, and she asked me to do this Santa Claus gig where I'm playing Santa Claus. I was much younger, much more, f- more riddled with anxiety than I am now. And just big <laughs> and fat. I was like 300 pounds. Oh damn. So that's why I was Santa Claus. And, and so like, I'm just so nervous and I'm working with kids with, uh, mental disabilities and stuff like that. So like, I was just really nervous and just anxious to be around people. I didn't like being around people. I was sober, which, you know, I could only be fucked up if I was going to be around new people. Uh, so <laughs> the the best advice it was is she was just like, you know, I, I can tell you're nervous. I can tell you're anxious. She's like, just know that it gets easier and it gets better and that, that it's going to be okay. <laughs> and, and that's coming from somebody with cerebral palsy who it's very evident you know some some people with cerebral palsy it's you can it can just be little things that you will maybe won't even recognize you know to most people but like she's very it's not she's you can tell that something so like she's had to live with that her whole life Mm -hmm. and that's not some that's not easy to live with and especially in this day and age (laughs) but um you know so like that that was the best for me uh okay that's a great quote yeah, I I think so too, and and also like you know that's that's sort of like the 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 LGBTQ RSTUV community. I'm sorry, I just shouldn't have said that, <laughs> but like, but the LGBTQ community kind of co-opted that too, where they tell young people who are in it. So that's kind of came. I saw that as well. I heard it before then, but. You know, it's it is good advice. It's good advice because yeah, now just keep pushing through. And yeah, you can, man, it's you, it's gonna get better. It's, it, you can it, overcome anything. Uh, what's an activity that you like to do that you don't post a lot on Facebook or any kind of uh, social media? This is a new question I just thought of today, oh, which is kind of a stupid question, but I think it's interesting. So honestly, I, I like love running and yeah. like I got away from it, but now I'm back into it. I don't, but I don't post. Yeah, running shit. It's kind of played out. I think that's. I think that's the same way with me. I go to the gym like almost every day, and mm-hmm. I'm not fucking putting up. Fucking motivation Monday. Well, dude, bitches. if I was trying to sell like a skinny tummy fit tea, like right, I'd be right. posting Yeah, about you would it. probably. Yo, be if like, I got that sponsorship, like shout out fit tea. Like, what's <laughs> up? Hey, also, I'll do fucking teeth whitening uh, commercials. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> for my for my 400 Instagram followers. Hey, it's even that. what's up? Bra bra. <laughs> 
Okay, hold on. I'm looking for another question, and I wish... Oh, you know, I even got a better one for okay, you. Okay, please. Even more so than running. Well, I mean, I run a lot, too, but sauna. Sauna. The sauna, dude. The sauna is where Hell it's yeah. at. Um, Jordan Bernardo got me into that. He's like, always oh, like, dude, you got to come to the sauna. And I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. And I did. Dude, it is the shit. I've been going at least like three or four times a week. That's that fucking dude, stress it's on the so body. So good for you. Stress on the body. Dude, the hot cold thing. Like, yeah, like um, I've been doing that. Uh, Lars uh, Hamill, I, I believe that's his last name. Like the big wave surfer. He's always about this like cold hot thing, mm-hmm. and then Joe Rogan's into it. Yeah, and the heat shock, cold shock. Dude, I just, it's and- helping me with uh, musician stuff. Like in my hands, like I always get like real my hands like kind of tighten up mm-hmm. after a while and having that uh, having all the circulation go through it like it's nice I don't know, yeah it's cool. totally and it's it's like you put your body under stress and your body fucking just puts out its own fucking it's a mental game too that's what oh, i like yeah, about exactly. it too because i'm like because it's like it, yo if i start to get like wobbly like of course i'll go out but also you're like Oh man, it's only been like fifteen minutes. It's like, yo, push through the push last through thirty minutes, you know. Be a little bitch, just do this shit. No, I feel that, man. I always try to outlast people on there. It's a little fun game. What's a what is a what is a? Um, I always hate to use the word weakness, but what is a, like a? I'm gonna say it anyways. Uh, what is a weakness in your playing that you've tried that you're overcoming or you have overcome in the past? And so I always say. My left hand sucks on the piano, so I run drills with that a lot. So something like that with music, and it could be with something that I overcame was was like holding tempo. Ah, that's okay. what, that's that was kind that's been my main thing, and and keeping it simple and smooth. Yeah. But something that I'm trying to overcome and overcome better is that I'm not great at like I, I'm terrible at sight reading mm. so honestly like you know in terms of a professional environment like yo if they tell me it's a two five one in a I'm I'm cool but like in terms of just throwing like chords at me and mean being able to do those right yeah. off the bat I mean I'm talking like jazz chords mm-hmm. I'm talking like you know not just a major and stuff yeah but, yeah yeah totally and like being able to run melodies yeah that's where I'm that's where I'm working on now yeah. Open and open it up this piano hand so I can actually play the piano. Yeah, I feel not you. just hammer out chords. Sweet. Um, what what is a what is a seminal album or albums that sort of like changed your whole view on how you like how you make music or how Dude, you see music or it's, eh. it's an easy one right now. Oh, DJ Shadow introducing. Uh, is that the one where he's in the in the record yeah, store? Yeah, it's like the, the two people and they're like blurry. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. It's album. his first one. It's like the first record that's created all from samples. Um, the whole sampling aspect is like, yeah, that's sweet. But like also that whole changed my whole way about thinking about music in terms of that when it's recording, it's still not being done, being played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, once it's recorded, it's still not done being played, and then it's when you play a record, it still is that playing just being carried out throughout time through the medium that is vinyl or is CDs or is any type of recorded music, and that. So I haven't pressed vinyl yet, but that's definitely a goal. Maybe mm-hmm. 2019, I'll make that happen. But it's kind of TJ Shadow's just pulling all these samples all this incredible music from 
God knows where. Right. Unheard of albums. He's digging in basements just like you mm-hmm. and your dad did back in the day. And he's pulling out the craziest shit. Right. He's pulling out the best five seconds of that guitarist's entire career. Right. You know, or like, you know, or I'm not saying like, that's not what, I, that's not a negative way, but he's like highlighting like the greatest five seconds of this guitarist's career that we know of. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the other dude had, you know, great stuff, you know, in his living life. But it also gives you hope that like, you create music and you and you find a format and you put it down and if you are lucky enough to press it into a physical medium such as as um, vinyl something that'll hand that'll stand up to the test of time if it is handled properly we're still only in what 150 years of that as a medium so right. we're still figuring out the archival processes and things like that but it just puts a smile on my face that I could be dead and gone by 60 years and if music is still you know sound you know maybe somebody's picking through a dusty old crate Mm -hmm. and thumbs across your record and plays it you know that's that's that shit that that time that like the linear projection of time and like how you can capture little things in a moment now and it'll go forever just like photography you know written into wax photography is just light writing on a film it's written with light it's like pretty much the most basic components of things of capturing anything at its base level of the mediums itself it's like very that that area is very exciting to me that it can transcend through time and maybe i'll be sampled and i'll be a hit in like <laughs> 2,743, <laughs> whatever fucking music yeah. is Saudi. Like, dude, that like, that excites me, too. Yeah, that is Fucking exciting. future music, dude. Future music. It's going to be yeah. nuts. I like that. Okay, so that's a, I think that's a great place to end. What, uh, how, okay, so when is The Essentials? When you guys expected that will be done? Uh, may, Probably in the next week or so, honestly. Oh, really? Dude, Steve works. How many How many songs? Yeah, we just did two. We, we oh, banged okay. out two. We were at the studio for like 12 or 13 hours, and we just tracked them. Like, you honestly, went to a studio studio or not here? No, it's in Toledo. No, it's no, here. I mean not your studio. No, not here. Somewhere. Uh, yeah, Steve and Blake uh, Wor- Worstler. I always I'm, I have trouble with his his name, but mm. he is an incredible engineer and really the the drum sound um, that he gets. And I mean, he threw my bass through some like Neves preamps oh, and dude yeah. so fat. He's like, honestly, okay. look the dude up. He's the man. Did, did you, were you into reggae and stuff? Oh yeah, that's how I met Zach actually. Oh, when Zach got shipped away to Israeli middle school for being a bad boy, yeah, he taught me the bass lessons in the most awful rudimentary way he goes hey i'm gonna play all these bass lines at full uh <laughs> full speed and then i watched him and then he's like all right off to israel and then he left and then i <laughs> filled in for him in the band and <laughs> dude it's great yeah so now we're like real good friends still but nice yeah he, uh, reggae sky band you know pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, yeah yeah no i i come like i come from san diego i come from big out there yeah, yeah like i'm super embedded in that i'm actually still active with that band we're playing south by in March. That's awesome. What's yeah. the band name? Skanks Roots Project. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting project, but yeah, no, it's fun, man. It's it's fun music that I've learned to appreciate. Dude, I love rocking radio. reggae bass though. It's yeah, like it's that just cool. low end. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Like there's 
you know, it just I love it. They they and the, they'll use the same strings for like years. Like, yeah, I put flat wounds on just because I wanted it yeah. even smoother. You yeah, know, yeah, get the. All right. Uh, okay. So then, uh, and then, so when are you expecting to drop your? Uh, sometime e- in April, it'll be um, Shark Tooth. Shark Tooth. All right. Now, is there any songs that are complete that you want to play on the show? Or no? yeah, pretty much. Uh, this song is uh, some of my more down tempo stuff. It's the first time on Pool House that kind of had some down tempo work. It's called Strata. Strata. Yeah. Um, this is off my new LP. It's called Lake Cottage. Ooh. I stemmed. A lot of these demos together when I was at the lake with my grandma this summer, and it was great. That's nice. Yeah, so this is Strata. Shark tooth.
Ben, thank you very much. Shark Tooth. Uh, I like that name. I, I know, like. dude. Shark- I like it. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for, like, you know, fucking coming on and letting me into your fucking little cave here, your little your little happy place, which I really dig a lot. I Definitely. love I love what you got going on here. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Right on. Thank you, Shark Tooth, for coming on the show and being honest and uh, and welcoming me into your little music nest. There, you can check out Shark Tooth's new album that's coming out in April. Somehow, I'll put the links to at least his Facebook so you can sort of stay up to date with him and uh, the essentials as well. Uh, that will be in the show notes. So check that out. Also check out Rain and Mystique's new album, 1018, available now at rainandmystique.com. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E. You can also write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Uh, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review for the podcast. Share the podcast. Do whatever you want with the podcast, I guess. Uh, Chop and screw it. I don't know. Um, Yeah, and you can go to the newly redesigned website, uh, wespeakenglishgood.net. No solo cast last week. I kind of got caught up in the busyness of life. Bishop, no, you cannot eat candy right now. Sorry, my son. Anyways, I'm going to try to get a solo cast in this week. Um, I'm going to try something different, so... Uh, anyways, I will talk to you guys next week and, or next solo cast or whatever's next. Who knows? Okay, guys, take care of your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Love, love, love. Fresh.